I wonder how people sing, like the artists who like they be spitting in this shit. Like how close do they have to have it? They, they be putting or, it right on their mouths. You though. know what I think? Sometimes, like when you hear, um, like Mariah Carey, and she goes, like she like brings the mic. Ah! I wonder if that like helps her voice. Maybe like doesn't screech or maybe isn't as loud. That's perhaps. true. It probably changes the. Um, Are we gonna keep tallies on how many times Danny says perhaps? Oh yes, we should. We for sure, because I haven't been able to do it, but someone should. But actually, has been he's been good with it. I mean, you say it too. I do. I, yeah, you, you said it whenever we went to the... Oh, that's we my word. Bathroom. I always say that. It's, but you know what the true meaning behind that word is? It's more of like, I'm a sarcastic asshole and I'm not going to really give you a yes or no answer. So I'm just like, hmm, perhaps. Thank you. That's where it comes from. 100%. Thank you. Because I've been saying that from the very beginning. It can be yes or it can be no. I'll let you figure it out. But yeah, I'm, it's I'm, very I'm, sarcastic asshole I'm going to do what I, what I want to do anyways. I mostly say it at work. <laughs> Well, imagine you starting to date someone and you want answers. You want to know what's going on. Oh, you I get so upset if they told me perhaps. Oh, I'd right. probably fucking set the house on fire. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Danny would say that. Oh, what are the rules? No curse words, right? No, you well, can I curse. curse all the fucking time. <laughs> all right, Spotify, I got told in my last episode <laughs> well, I have to watch my French. <gasps> Who told you that? My His aunt. godmother. <laughs> You know what? It's like, it was a great episode. I just have one thing to tell you. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. What's that? She was just like, uh, you should watch your French. So I was like, all right. So how do you feel about your families hearing you guys talk about some of the things you talk about? Oh, Especially like with childhood trauma and shit. Like y'all go into like, I've heard some episodes where you're really going in. Like, I know that you dissect your family. Yes. Yeah, and I'm like, I wonder what Yamila is thinking right now. Like, does she think that she's an awful mom or son? Because I hope that's not the case. No, it's not. I think... There needs to be, I mean, I it, it's tough because I'm like, you need to understand. I don't want to be like that either, right? Because, like, they can, they have the right to feel and react the way that they want to. But honestly, it just comes from wanting the best for everyone. And I genuinely think that we are all, take away the fact that we're parents, we're children, we're grandchildren, we're in-laws, whatever. Take that take that away because there obviously is respect there's levels of respect there's experience levels of experience whatever but at the end of the day we're all a product of a product so whenever i talk about self-development whenever i talk about digging deep into who we are you need for growth in general you need to look back you need to look within and what happens when you look within when you look within, you're looking at your bloodline too. And there's no denying that we are just kind of like a accumulation. We have our own essence because we're our own people. But we have an accumulation of past, like of the traits of people that have come before us. Good or bad, we have it. And I think it's just a huge part of growth or at least understanding who you are. That's the demons that you're constantly fighting. Like, you don't got to fix anything. But see, that's the thing. I think my, so when, when we say that, that we're fighting demons, it doesn't mean that it's always bad. You know what I picture? Like, when I hear some of your guys' podcasts, especially talking like, I mean, it's not trash. It's not. It's not. But, like, talking about those sensitive topics. You know, have you seen the, um, it's not an emoji. It's the, the gifts of the parrot where it's like his mouth is dropped like, 
and he turns. No. <laughs> That's what I picture, like, what your parents yeah, must like, be doing. Yeah, like, oh, they... Like, did she just say that? Mira que clase de pi! Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're probably like, what? Like, I didn't even think of that, or... I didn't even know she felt or he felt like that. Like, they're probably dropping the way, their jaws sometimes. The, the way that I see it, I mean, like, because she probably sees it in the terms of, of what she said, in terms of dissecting or whatnot. I, I see it as being a voice for my siblings. Because I know, is that what you meant? No, I mean more like helping my parents heal in ways that they haven't had, they haven't had an, a, an opportunity to heal before. Like, so if I understand something about what's made me who I am, then they can use that as an example and do it for themselves too. And then just then also that would help our siblings do the same thing. Because every great leader isn't like they don't, they aren't just a leader. They aren't just a role model. Like they have to learn by making mistakes and they have to learn, okay, right from wrong. This is how I lead. This is how I don't lead. This is how I communicate with this person or not. So it's kind of just one of those I'm just I'm I'm giving you what I've learned and what I received to make you better and also the stuff that I'm dealing with as well like I'm dealing with this I'm sure that I have to get it from somewhere sure you have your life and outside factors or whatnot but what I go through in my head and things that I, I don't say out loud I know that's not just coming out of thin air like I, I know that's something that's manifested from something because I am a recreation of my parents like I come from them yeah so all that comes with it as well, at least I believe. So me speaking about it out loud, like in the conversation with Danielle or whatnot, that's also like providing therapy for myself and allowing myself to heal. And then hopefully in that, in that conversation, my parents have a realization and then they're able to hopefully alter or like at least improve on something so my siblings aren't kind of going through the same thing because that's what the at least what I think is the responsibility of an older sibling is to be the one that goes through the the fire first and is you know fire tested and all that and then make their path a little easier I think we have to break through like first like the whole like oh but she's my kid who the heck does she think that she is telling me this or saying this about this I just had a conversation you be going OD sometimes me I think yeah Thank you I, for answering my questions, though. I forgot to welcome you guys to my show. <laughs> welcome to the Selena Takeover. I go D. Huh? I go D. Excuse me, you're interrupting my introduction. Oh, I thought you were done. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead. I See, mean, it's funny because you're asking us questions. But I know. This is awesome. it's my no show. one asks the Selena Takeover. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about us. <laughs> Y'all are for the birds. <laughs> you gotta understand that I only come from extremes. Like my parents are an extreme. Like I mean, we're like we're out there. We're always talking. We're always out there. Like, there's no unspoken stuff unless there's uh, what do you what do you call that? Oh my gosh, the untouched areas. You're a there's lot. A, there's That's a word. It. You're a lot. Whatever. That's it. It's like for lot. example, I just had a conversation with my dad yesterday. He was like, "Sometimes I'm just in my head too much, and I don't even know what to think anymore. Like, I don't even know what to do anymore. I'm just, I just, I mean, I'm stressed because I'm just thinking about so many things. I'm like, yeah, I go through the same thing. Isn't that what I talk about on a lot of podcasts? Yeah. So me being vulnerable and speaking about my flaws, my parents instead, maybe they've gotten offended sometimes, but I think that they've first, they first gotten offended. Then they're like, wait, I kind of resonate with that. I was like, wait, I kind of go through the same thing and I haven't thought about it before. 
oh, you know, I might be 50 or 60, but I can still figure out why is it that I feel that way and, help, and be able to actually manage it. Because if I do that, then they could possibly do that. But yeah. I, don't, I still talk about the good. It's just yeah. that it doesn't... But it kind of goes along the same lines. Like, isn't there something that, like, you wish that you'd be able to tell your mom in terms of what you were going through or, like, your upbringing that you feel like, you know what, like, maybe I would have been a little different. Like, knowing what I know now, it, it can be something that can be useful for you because it's something your, your mom hasn't been able to figure out in any way. Oh, I've tried. She don't take that well. And that's common. That's Have very Have you done, common. like, any, like, self-reflection, though, in terms of, like, this is what it is. This is what I'm trying to Every overcome. day. Like but what specifically? She's... Wait a minute. Why are you trying to take over my show? <laughs> I was trying to do a smooth. I didn't know your name was Selena, and I didn't know you were taking over. <laughs> I'm offended. Um, what is something to, that you have in common with your mom? I was trying to play it off smooth. Common? Gotcha. <laughs> uh, what? What do you think you have in common with your anybody in your family, or at least your mom, or whoever? Because she's your mom's been the one that's been there the most. But stubborn as hell, cabecidura, my way or no way. That's my mama, and that's fine. Like you don't have to fight it. Like I try to always make sure that I'm not fighting it. I'm just trying to understand. But like when it. we butt heads, like but the problem with with that is that i'm able to catch myself doing it where her she's totally oblivious to it she doesn't even recognize that it is that you know yeah so like when we butt heads i'll try like mom like you understand there's more ways to do this than this like what you're suggesting right like this is not how it has to be and she's like no like she's completely denial so and then that's when i'm like you see like you're very stubborn you're very hard-headed and then she thinks i'm attacking her like there's no Mm -hmm. reasoning or talking to my mom she's one of the spanish generations where you just gotta let let her be her and there's no self-reflection there's no bringing up the past or what she could have done better because she immediately feels attacked and then she'll be like oh well then i didn't know i was such an awful mother yeah i'm like okay i roll trophy goes to you for being the most dramatic you know it's it's intense well what do you think is your motivation for even bringing that up in the first place to her what do you mean oh for me i'll try to reason with her because she's ridiculous sometimes do you think that if she would acknowledge those things we'd have a better relationship 100 percent. right and that's really it's all it's that's what it's about but i will give her credit she has made efforts to change so like Mm. but the world has to crumble that to happen you know what i mean and then on the flip side of that also like with all of our parents like they we we understand how hard life is and they've made it to whatever age whatever point of their life like that's an accomplishment in its own so regardless of whatever thing that we have to say in terms of how we're living our life as of right now that wasn't the same as it was before they've made it like they they are at a position where we wish we were at like they have a house, they have a family, they have steady income, they have whatever it is that we're still trying to chase and we're still trying to figure out in our own way. It's just life's different now than what it used to be. You know, it's one thing that I constantly think about that I finally understand that my mom used to do and I never understood. I used to get so upset and think she was like the worst mom ever. And now I'm like, damn, I give her all the reason now is when I was growing up, if I wanted to go somewhere, I needed something from the store. If I wanted to go hang out with somebody and I needed a ride, right? It's a different sound now. When she, 
when she would get home from work and I'd ask her, mom, can we go to, you know, to Walmart or can you take me to so-and-so's place? She'd be like, no, I don't feel like driving. And I would get so upset and I would think she's the laziest human being in the earth. And I just don't understand why. And now when I get home from work, (laughs) I ain't going nowhere. Though a zombie apocalypse could break out and I'm like, find me at the house because I ain't leaving. Isn't that your biggest fear? It is. I'm totally prepared. You have like gun, like gun shells and you got. Listen, I am canned foods. Okay, I may be not that prepared, but I'm prepared in the sense of like I know what strategies and what plans need to be formulated to like. Do you take Anakin with you? Or do you leave him behind? Okay, I'm praying that the, when the zombie zombie apocalypse hits, Anakin has passed over the pet rainbow. Because he'll bridge. hold you. You've back. been getting ready for the zombie will, apocalypse listen, since we were in high Anakin school. Anakin won't even. He'll think they want to play, and then I'll lose him in the worst way. Like he will try to be friends with them, and he won't listen to me. It's going to be stressful. He will slow me down. I can't but are, are we talking about like walking type, like walking dead type zombies that they walk? Or are we talking like Resident Evil zombies that they're running? I asked She was myself, obsessed with that every day. I just don't know how they're going to come out. They could be track athletes and then they could be like dumb as shit. Is she sitting up? It got serious. <laughs> She's Guys, ready now. listen, I'm invested. Look. Oh, look, I could sit. What's up? Um, you just don't know what we're going to get. Yeah, and I pray to God they're not World War Z zombies because then we're all fucked. That's another movie. I pray that they're the Walking Dead zombies. Like, they're, like, slow moving, you know. They're just going with the herd. But if we get freaking Resident Evil, World War Z. Oh, if it's I Am Legend zombies, don't even fucking think you're going to oh, last. Are they that. even zombies? I they were, like, just alien monsters. Actually, you know what? I take it back. Oh, no, I think do. I Am Legend zombies would be fair because they're not out during the day. They only come at night. But when they are out at night, they're a force they just cannot be reckoned with. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so what would you think would be the reason for our zombies even becoming I a think thing? Resident Evil is on to something. I think that shit is true and I, it exists. I don't really remember. That's like COVID to the max. I think I remember going to the movies with you once to watch Resident Evil, one of the movies. Have you seen like, the show? What is this? Have I seen the show? I bah, bah. Did we good. start that? We finished it. On oh. Netflix? I hope yeah. they come in a season two because I'm invested. Yeah. Because we were watching it and, and you were saying like, oh, like Selena used to watch this all the time and this and that. I was like, I wonder if she knows it's a show. Oh my gosh. Of course. I watched it in two days. Oh, that's what, yeah. I wish we could watch it in two days. I'm like binging shows. Oh, I could sit there all night, baby. No, I do like binging shows. You're the one that doesn't like binging shows. You'd be like, let's go to sleep. I'm like, no, I want to see the next episode. Listen, I take notes. Every different movie will give you an insight like... You just, I'm so prepared. There's just so many different, you know what's the greatest thing that I learned that I think will be really handy is in Walking Dead, it was in season one, Glenn. Episode four. Honey, (laughs) let me get my notebook out. The Glenn. Glenn, yes. You remember Glenn? He's still alive? No, he did. He did. He did. But there's a moment in the episode where they were in a pinch and they had a dead zombie where they were at. And they needed to, there was a herd of zombies outside, and they needed to make their way through the city, and they didn't know how they were going to make their way through this crowd of zombies. Oh, this is when they were in Atlanta. And yes, and they cut open the zombie and... Put the blood all yes. over them. Yes. Genius. But you would be the first one to know with your job if there's a zombie apocalypse coming. I don't think so. I will be well-equipped, though. 
I'm not gonna lie. I I have access to a couple of things that could definitely put me ahead of the game. No. (laughs) But what if you go to a crime scene and they're just like, look, there's been some sort of, we think that it's a murder. We don't know, but there's a dead body there. We need you to go and examine it. And as you're examining it, it starts to fidget. Let me tell you something. You know what's funny that you say that? That is my worst fear at work. But it's, it was even more greater when I first started because I was super like naive. Now I'm numb to it. But in the beginning, I that was my worst fear. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, what is going to happen? Like, what happens? Like, what do I do? Like, because I'm not paying attention to the dead person. I'm like pay attention to everything else so what if like he grabs my ankle and he bites me i'm fucked i wouldn't even know it yeah because you're like oh he's dead i don't gotta worry about right him. so like i remember it was my first oh my god well explain first what is it that you do and then you can get into the story or we could put it in the description it's fine but go ahead <laughs> what like i do a, okay yeah, just like explain like real quick just a quick am, sy- a synopsis okay long story short uh, <laughs> bullet which points, is gonna baby. be a long story no <laughs> Oh, damn, that does happen. I do that sometimes. God damn it. Um, no, no, no. I'm a crime scene investigator. So CSI Miami, just not as advanced and cool and techy. Like, no, I don't wear high heels to work. And no, I don't have a full set of makeup and my hair is not blow dried and I don't have a nice suit. Um, definitely not like the TV shows. I'm actually very underpaid and gross all the time. <laughs> gross all the time. Like, I should basically be walking around with a bio sticker on my forehead, so. You're like a, a living zombie, it sounds like. <laughs> it really is. Listen, let me tell you something. I I have so much. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let me t- say this one. So, I don't do, I can do one dead person. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm in a crime scene... That don't bother me. Like, we're, like, playing hopscotch over him, like, fucking slip and sliding in his blood. And that don't matter. Like, I, I could care less. That doesn't bother me. But when I go to the morgue and there's, like, multiple dead bodies and I have to, like, because they have a freezer in the morgue. So when they're done with autopsies or when they're pending autopsies, they have all these bodies in the big freezers. That's where they store them. Oh, my God. And to get to the main autopsy room, one of the ways is through the freezer. So one time I went to the morgue to pick up evidence and um, do major case prints, which major, basically I'm fingerprinting the, the dead. Um, so I had to make my way to the main autopsy room and the employee was like, I'm following him. Mind you, I already hate the morgue. The smell, the thought, what they do there. I'm just like, this is fucking gross. Like, I hate it here. Um, and so I'm following him and I kind of peep where he's going. I'm like, hey, where are we going? He's like, oh, through the freezer. I'm like, do we have to? He's like, it's the fastest way. I'm like, I'm here for a long time, not a good time. Well, we, we can take a time. <laughs> He's like, no, we're going through the freezer. I'm like, all right, we're going through the freezer. I kid you not, he opened the door and seeing all the slabs and the body bags, I literally like, you know when you're on a roller coaster and you're about to jump a drop mm-hmm. and, you're, and your butthole tightens and mm-hmm. like your butt clenches and you're like, shit. And your <laughs> stomach feels empty in yes. a way or like. That's the feeling I got, and I sprinted. When I told that I sprinted, I passed. Him. I was like, "Bye, homie." I went like full <laughs> throttle across the freezer to the opposite door, and I was like, "Peace," and went to the main office room. I was like, "I can't," because my worst nightmare is like, "What if I like open it and then all of them just sit up?" <laughs> That's the scene of every movie. Listen, I watch a lot of TV. I ain't down with that shit. <laughs> so I don't. The morticians. Like medical, um, legal investigators, props to you. Shout out to my homies on the other side of the job. I can't do your job. Like, <laughs> oh, but you can morgue techs, autopsy, uh, you know, doctors. Yo, 
Power to you, because I, no, no, negative, not doing it. And the smell of that, you know, that hospital smell, like the, and, uh, hate it. Yeah, times a thousand. It's like death. It is. That's the smell of death. When I think about, I don't even think about decomp. I think about the morgue. Nursing home smell? Ooh, that's like, if it's a mixture, it's like um, formaldehyde, cleaning products, hospital smell. Yeah, because the bodies are maintained somewhat. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's gonna be fucking awful. It's different than decomp because you're not. Decomp's walking. different. Yeah. I'd rather smell decomp than the freaking morgue smell. That sounds awful, but it's true. I'm not sure, but the morgue does not rub me right. That's weird, isn't that? I think it's a mental thing. Maybe, because you know they're just there, but at least it's more. I mean, I guess it's easier to understand that they just died and they just smell like that because they're deteriorating they're just there have been multiple occasions where i thought the dead was coming to life in my really? life yeah i was at the morgue that same day that i had ran through the freezer like a freaking chicken <laughs> that was me um i was like all right i'm here for so and so and um they're cold the bodies are stiff cold you have to break rigor to even like get their fingers loose so i could get their fingerprints <laughs> So they roll the body out, and I'm like, let me tell you something. I am the biggest baby. My team knows that, yo, someone dies, Selena ain't going to the morgue. Someone else has got to (laughs) go. They already know this. But there are times where I do have to go because the team is busy. And at that point, just like, fuck. Yeah, I'm picturing like 50 ways of jumping off of like the highest building in town. I'm like, I can't do this. There's no way. Um, But of course, I have to, and I'm like, fuck. So I'm... uh, you know, wait, and I have to hype myself up. Like, they're like, okay, we'll be right back. We're going to go get him from the freezer. And I'm like, like, you know, like Rocky when he's like about to like go into a boxing match or whatever. And he's just yes. like, uh-uh. so I'm like hopping. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. It's going to be mm-hmm. fine. I'm going to break rigor. It's going to be fine. It's going to be cold. I'm going to nail it. It's fine. Like I'm hype. I have to hype myself up because if not, I'll freeze. Yeah. Like I'm constantly hyping myself up. Look, I'm shaking just talking about it. You feel better? You want to sit down now? Yeah, so you can have it. your hands free. Yeah, let's do it. Perfect. Well, yeah, like he's on the steps, the, the Philly steps or whatever they're called. Damn, you know what? I should and just let that back. ride because everyone, I should just let that ride. Now everyone knows that I have no idea what I'm talking about. Anyways, no, no. Yeah, I was boxer. Mm-hmm. I'm like hopping. I'm like, uh, uh, I'm fine. I'm going to get it. It's going to be great. So they roll out the body. I'm like, this is perfect. It's going to be great. And um, mind you, this is my first time doing it alone. Usually I have my coworker there. We do it It is a two-person job. So they roll him out, and then he, the guy, the technician just leaves. I'm like, yo, where are you going? You can go unzip him? <laughs> He's like, no. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that? Okay, perfect. You never know what you're going to find. Yeah. So I was like shitting bricks. I'm like, damn, I need to hut myself up more. And I'm like, nope, downhill. Tragic. This is it. I'm going down. Um, so I was like, okay, that's fine. So I'm unzipping like slowly. I'm like, oh God, I don't know what's gonna, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know. I don't know. I hate surprises. Yeah. So it's just awful. Like I don't know what I'm gonna uncover. So I'm unzipping it, and I'm like, all right, homeboy, what's up? He's just <laughs> staring at me. I'm like, it's fine. So um, I completely unzip him, and he's nude. So out of respect, I put a towel in his private area. I'm like, <laughs> now we can proceed. It wasn't falling off at that point. Or is it still there? Honey, sometimes it's erect. You just never know what you're going to get. Really? Damn. Girl, the body does amazing things when it's dead. <laughs> so I put a towel. I'm like, all right, now we can what proceed. The fuck? Honey, listen, <laughs> the lessons I learned is Move the mic always 
extend. Always yeah, have gonna... clean underwear on because you never know off. when you're going to die. Yeah. What? Wait. Hold on. I was just because you're looking at Danny too, so I want to make sure that. Oh, I think it's right. It's fine, right? You good? Yeah. Okay, don't touch anymore. Go. Side note always wear clean underwear. You never know when you're going to die. But what if I shit myself when I die? That's, That's understandable. Much. I think we'll know the difference. You know what oh, I mean? yeah. So, so you would know the difference? Everyone in there like, would know ah, the difference. So I got a plan. Underwear. He just shit yeah, himself. Yeah. Everyone's going to know the difference. Everyone involved will know. Like when the feces was or this. I mean, I, we'll, we'll just know. We'll know. Okay, like stain, dirty old stains. We can tell between a dirty and a fresh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And always like, yo, just try to always be shaved. You just never know who'll go see you when you did. <laughs> Be presentable. You're like, make my job easier. Make, uh, damn. Anyways, side note. So you cover his parts. Cover his parts. Well, this is the hard part. So they're in rigor. So when you die, your body and muscles stiffen. Obviously, if I need to take your fingerprints, I need your fingers to be very flexible and fluid. So I have to grab their hand and give them a hand massage and like crack their bones. I'm telling you, this is the worst part of my job. <laughs> so that's why I hate it here. Like, I don't, I don't go. I don't do it. I, uh, gross so i'm like all right this is fine it's gonna be fine i'm cracking it i'm like Ugh. i'm almost crying at this point i'm literally hopping in place trying to hide myself up and cracking homeboy's fingers to loosen it up and i was like all right cool done i end up doing it it's fine did you get sick oh honey i'm always no well in my stomach in my head i'm sick but in the exterior nobody knows I'm a boss. No, of course. It. I'm asking you internally. How'd you feel? Like, do you get sick? I want like, to nauseous. die. I don't want to be there. God. Well, actually, huh, it'd be easier if I just died there because it's the morgue. <laughs> You're annoying. <laughs> I don't even laugh. My stomach hurts. So, <laughs> so anyways. Um, if any time's to go, it's right now. It, this is it. This is it, baby. Make it easy this for everybody. This is it. All you got to put me is put me on a table and no, you're done. That's it. No bills coming on. No, that's it. No, no hospital bill. No bill. nothing. No, no nothing. Just oh straight God. straight to autopsy. Right. Um, so I'm fingerprint. I'm taking his fingerprints. And obviously, as you know, you know, sometimes the muscle spasms and just how you hold certain areas of the body will, you know, increase a movement. So I'm holding his hand and um, I'm getting one, a part of his fingerprint and his hand closes on mine. And my soul left my body. What? Honey, if I could tell you that my soul left and I saw myself from the ceiling, God played a sick joke because he brought me back. <laughs> he put me back. He should just kept taking me. He should let just, me go all the way up. I could just imagine the soul in the town being like, honey. Honey. <laughs> uh, God, I'm ready. Put me up. Put me up. Put me up. No. He said, go back down. So I went back down. And I went, oh, hell no. But obviously I looked at oh, homeboy was no. still dead. Oh, hell no. Oh, oh hell no. Oh. Yep. Mm, mm. And I realized, it's okay. It's fine. You know that? Uh, when Hades and... um. The Hercules movie, he's like brushing his flames down. Like, yeah. Kind of cool. yeah. <laughs> That's what I did. And I was like. That's it, another Disney movie we got to watch. Oh, that yeah. That one probably has a really good, oh my God, yeah. good meanings. It was just a spasm. And I'm like, I fucking hate it here. I need to get out. Damn. Worst part of my job. 
So what is where the are we going with this? We ended up at the morgue. Where was I at? The Don't first worry pop? about that. That's just this is just the ride. Damn, yeah, we we're just left. Riding. We'll we'll put it together later. We're just riding. We left. But wait, we but wait. How does that? Ha- why does that happen? Like to the body? What do you mean? Like why does it cramp up? Like what is it? What does it move? Oh, uh, so rigor mortis. Rigor mortis. So it happens yes. when you're. So obviously you have no more blood pumping through your body. Your muscles stiffen, and you just you you get stuck. But how stuck, long stuck. was this since he had died? Uh, also, you know, they're kept in the freezer. So to, so oh, they just the start temperature, melting. <laughs> no, not melting. They're conserving the body. Their muscles are tightened. <laughs> excited. The tightened. 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 Yes. So the, stiff. yes, they're stiff. And the cold preserves that. It, the cold, um, slows down the decomposition process. So that's why they're in the freezer. Damn. Yes, exactly. So why does it move? And the moving like that. Well, because, well, if you, like, give me your hand. It's melting. No, it's not melting. Oh. Like, if I go like this, what happens? Look how your muscles are moving. Oh, so, but you. So I grabbed him a certain way where his fingers closed on my hand. Because it's, it's oh it, so you okay that's what I I, I kind of I moved that part. it a certain way where I wasn't prepared and his hand closed on my hand I, and I, I died I missed that part I gotcha damn but the, wouldn't that be a muscle reflex literally could have shit myself I kid you not I know no honestly Were you I wearing can't clean underwear you best believe a baby <laughs> dude you I mean were you by yourself yes. Because all the autopsies were done, so all the morgue technicians and the doctors are gone. I'm in this big-ass room with this dead body, and I'm like, damn, here we are. Wow. So when you're not going to the morgue, like, what else does your job consist of? Uh, Crime scenes, laboratory setting, processing evidence with, like, chemicals and powders, and then paperwork. God damn it, the paperwork fucking (laughs) sucks. So how do you keep a, a normal balance of life you with don't. that as your job? <laughs> you don't. They don't teach you that shit in college. They don't. How's you your? Don't. What, what? I mean, I don't know. So like, every if you think about it, every time there's a crime scene and I go, like I can't just go take pictures. Like okay, I took pictures. I collected all this. Like there's follow up. I gotta take that evidence to the laboratory process it for DNA, fingerprints, and then everything you do has to be documented. So how does that work? I have to write a report. I go to over maybe like 200 crime scenes a year. So you can only imagine what the heck? how many crime scenes. And that's just not me only like going, me working them by, my, by myself. Like anytime we got to go help another technician process a scene, we go in a team. If I get search warrants for cars, like there's just so many. It could be anything. Anything. You, and it, it, it needs a report. So I could have like, like if I'm on call on weekends, on call being like, you know, because we don't have office hours on the weekends. So we're off. So, I mean, crime happens on the weekends in the middle of the night. So crime if, doesn't take the weekend off. Listen, if it did, my life would be a lot better <laughs> because then I actually have some me time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But no. That's right. You're on oh, call every other weekend. PSA to all the gangsters and thugs out there. Keep your shit to eight to five weekdays. (laughs) Yo, that 2 a.m. shit, cut it out. Make it at 8.30 appointment for your drug delivery so you can shoot them at nine. Not at 2 a.m. A bitch has got to sleep. Oh, my God. 
dead. <sighs> that is everything. Yo, this is the perfect place. I've always pictured, like, I wish I could just get on the microphone or, like, on a news station and do a PSA, you know? Yeah. Do it. This do is it my all. moment. I yeah. did this it. This is your moment. I did it. No more 2 a.m. This is bullshit. a Selena takeover. Yeah. Like, you want to fucking do your drugs and do rip, you know, drug rip-offs and robberies and kill a motherfucker, then do it 8 to 5, <laughs> not at 2 a.m. in the morning. Right? Because, like, what the heck are you doing 8 to 5? Just writing the damn report. But, like, you want to be working and be damn. able to be get everything done. Doing the daylight hours. Like Let a if, girl sleep at night. But realistically, the thing is that every time you go and do, if you get uh, called to a scene, even just the processing, not the processing of evidence, but the gathering of evidence takes long, right? My Girl, every, like, the crime scenes, like, the fastest I've ever worked a crime scene was probably like two hours. That's like the fastest. Right. But so even if there's been scenes where I'm like they're twelve plus hours. It varies. It depends on what happened. I remember when y'all used to live together. You used to be on call for like twenty four hours or something like that. Oh my god! On the weekends, yeah, as one person because you're not gonna ruin everyone's weekend. You know, we take turns being tortured on the weekend. Yeah. So like, <laughs> uh, so our on call will start like for example. All right, Monday. Through Friday, and this is just certain agencies. Sometimes they work differently. Um, but for an example, let's say we don't operate 24-7, right? We ain't got no one in the office 24-7. So if that's how an agency operates, then they would have an on-call shift. So uh, depending on how they rotate it, let's just say they do on-calls for the weekends, right? So let's say if I was on-call for a weekend, I would have... Friday night, so whenever my shift ended on Friday, so let's say like my shift ended at 2 p.m. and I'm on call. All right, so my on-call shift starts when I get off at work at 2 p.m. And then let's say uh, the next shift on the weekday is Monday at like 8. Then my on-call would end at 8 a.m. So that whole time period, I'm on call. And uh, whatever comes out is mine. Burp. That was one of them. Damn. for that is. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Shit, I'm thinking about my stomach now. Um, <laughs> so let's say I get an armed robbery come out Friday night at 11. And I'm there for like six hours. So what? That puts me at 5 a.m. I'm done. Go home. Try to go to bed maybe. Let's say a suicide happens at 9 a.m. Guess what? I got to get up and go do that. That Damn, takes bro, at least that, four hours. So suicides have happened at 9 a.m.? Like, yeah, you know, well, it happens well, all the time. <laughs> it depends on when they find you. That's oh why she's saying just do it all between eight to five. <laughs> all of it. Eight to five, baby. I mean, eight to five. God, well, God. it depends because if they knock themselves off at. Like, I don't know, 2 p.m., but no one checks on them. They will, probably so won't be crazy. discovered until whoever decides to check on them. And that's when the call would actually come out. You know, we don't go when it happens. Trigger warning. <laughs> Trigger we got to do this whole thing again. <laughs> no. Do you think that, no, that this has made you desensitized to, like, normal shit in life? or just... 100%. Do you not just, like, though just now that I actually took a moment, I just realized how I said that, and it sounds super insensitive. Yeah, like, you just said, like, off themselves. That's why I yeah, asked the question. Yeah, that's awful. Like, yeah. I apologize. That's really you, messed up. She didn't up. say off. She said knock. No. Well, I don't even remember what I said you now. You said knock. I think I said Same off themselves. Well, this, um, is, this is the... This well, is just... here's the thing, like... It's really messed up, and it's awful, and all respect. I have up the utmost respect and compassion for all the victims because they are, they're going through things that a lot of people just don't understand, and they won't. 
you know, and my heart is always with my victims. Like I always sympathize and I always, you know, like hope that they reach that happiness and whatever it is yeah. in terms of those type of calls, you know. Um, but unfortunately for an investigator like myself, like if we didn't turn off our switch, we'd end up in a mental asylum, hands down. I would be in a straitjacket, you know what I mean? Um, exactly. But what keeps us going, and I think I can speak for all the investigators is, we have to be the voice for those who can't, you know? Um, and that being, if someone did commit suicide, we wanna make sure that we're that voice for them. Like, that tells their story. Yes, so like we go on scene, we confirm that, you know what, yes, this is intentional, you know, this incident did, did occur and it's not like something that was manipulated to look like it was a suicide and then it's not, you know? So we are those voices mm. to confirm or deny an incident like that occurred, you know? So we we are there for our victims. Like, we we do it for them. Um, yeah, I mean, what In all types else? of situations, whether it's a suicide call, making sure that, you know, that's exactly what the incident is or if it's not, and then we need to make sure that we bring justice to that victim or if it's an armed robbery same thing like we work for our victims and we just try to put the bad guys in jail so that way they don't do it again your literal job is to find the evidence for the yeah. truth yep evidence doesn't lie right and if in the process i know you've told me before that there might be like joking around sometimes to, it's awful and i it's just the reality of it like we are very jaded and we have to be to do our jobs. Like we have the best heart. Like to be a crime scene investigator or to be in law enforcement, like you do it for the job, you don't do it for the money because I make nothing. Like mm. I don't get paid nothing. I do it because- Compared to what you have to sacrifice. Huh, with the sacrifice and how much I get paid, Doesn't you do equal it because you have a purpose and you have a passion for it, not because you're chasing money. <clears throat> yeah. So the heart's there. The heart's there and well, to do the job, we have to find a way to do it, right? So it usually means turning off our humanity switching, just focusing on the task at hand. And then whenever yeah. you do get to turn on that humanity or and actually like live life as what we like to say, like as it's intended. It's hard. I was gonna ask that. Super like like hard. How, how hard is that to flip that switch? It, would that be flip the switch back on or flip the switch off? Ooh. I guess it depends how you look at it, huh? Yeah, glass half full, glass half empty. You might get used to to the desensitizing. So my poor law enforcement family. I feel like PTSD is so intense. It's so intense. Like I find myself. Um, there are moments where I'm literally walking. Like I could be walking here in your apartment, and let's say you have the trash lid open, and maybe you have like meat that's been in there for maybe a few days that you haven't just taken out just yet, and I'll smell that decomp smell, and that's how the best I can describe it is like raw meat in the trash can for like two weeks. It will literally stop me in that. my tracks. Like I will literally freeze and it will bring me mentally to every decomp thing that I've ever been to. And that's just with a smell. And you don't want to, well, I mean, smell brings up memories for everyone. Yeah. Good So memories. imagine something like that so, being brought back. Yeah. And you don't want to mm -mm. remember those things. It's so tough. What's the and worst case you've had? 
Don't have to get into detail, but well, luckily that one's closed and I already went to court, so oh. I can definitely talk about it now. Um, oh, was it the one that was uh, the, the one that we saw you on TV? Yep. Or oh, which we will live, 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 leave the links in the description now. We're with a people got to see you in action, baby. Oh, stop it. We're with a celebrity. Nah. For real, like they need to. Oh, leave that. where my celebrity money at? <laughs> <laughs> it's the recognition. I is it? It is. You had this coming, Mia. That just that's my girl. That's my best. That's, that's my best friend. That's my best friend. Yes. <laughs> that's all you need. That's so funny. And then you come back. It's like my hair. Oh my god! Yeah, that's the one thing I look. I was like, how they gonna let me go be like that on national television and not help help a girl out and fix her hair? Like, damn, y'all did me a huge. Yeah, we're just gonna stop the whole entire. A hundred percent. Pause. We could take a recess and fix my hair, and we resume. Pause the court. Recess. That's what it's called. It is called recess. Fix your hair. Makeup, wardrobe, please. Oh my god, I'm dead. Yeah. But what is that? The two worst cases I've ever worked already went to trial and we got guilty verdicts, thank thank God. And uh, cases are closed and sentences were given out. So that's good. Um, Yeah, the one case I had is a dismembered body. That was the first time I ever had a case like that where we had to dig up the body parts from the ground. And that was really tough. Yeah. A lot of people don't know about that because it was local. Yeah. That was a crap. Well, I wonder if maybe you shouldn't put the link because I don't want people to know I work osteology. Oh, yeah, that's true. If I say something. Yeah, maybe. we won't. Have I said anything bad? No. Other than that, your life sucks and you don't get paid shit. Right. Anyways. <laughs> 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 about jumping off the highest building in the yeah. city. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. better not put that link. No, no, we're good. But oh, to lighten shit. things up a little bit, just in case it is getting a, a little dark. What is it? And just but you, you want to go into the hard the cases? cases? Well, let's just put it yeah, like yeah. this: the hard okay, cases are tough. You know, it's seeing the most monstrous things that could you could possibly ever imagine. Like the horror movies don't even compare at this point. You know, and um, those are tough because we have to just remind ourselves we're doing it for the victim. Like this is fine. You know, this will be fine. And um, it's a mental game. But then it also is the culture in law enforcement where everything's a joke now. And it's tough to say, but that's how we get through. So we always try to keep in light spirits. We're joking around where, you know, that dark humor comes up and it keeps us going. So it's like a, a double-edged sword, you know. You want to be sensitive and, and really feel and not use your humanity. And you want to bring justice to the victim, but on the same note, you got to do a cope. job. So yeah. that's how we cope. Dark humor. Dark humor, which you're honestly hilarious. So there's some like a good to that. Now you don't joke with that stuff on the no, regular. I no. Well, I think it's just it's one of those things where people know I'm joking, you know. Yeah. But it's a coping mechanism. Which is But it has been dismembered out. bodies, really. The ones that have been and the hardest cases and child Kids. cases, which I always mean, get sure. me. If every if, if anybody was asked that, like in the law enforcement, they'd say the same thing. Kids, yeah. They, those don't get any easier at all. Life being cut Everything short. I can I can see multiple deceased people and it won't bother me, but the moment I, I still s- think about that Benadryl one. That's it. Or just Kids. the family, like when there's like such a like a uh, bunch of people at the same time dying. And we don't have to be specific, but just at the same time there's like entire 
Family. Disaster, like an entire family. Or a mass casualty. Or, yeah, mass casualty. I was trying to get you to say the term because I don't know. Mass I, ca- I, I don't want to be casualty. like... Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. And Do you see cases on, on TV of, of like CSI kind of cases and kind of decipher or like figure it out just by watching it? Or once you're home, you kind of try to remove yourself from that life completely? Remove. She goes to sleep. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I remove. I don't... I don't, you will not catch me watching Forensic Files. You will not catch me watching CSI Miami. You won't catch me. And I think maybe that's probably something weird about me. I feel like a lot of people in my field do, you know. But like athletes me, watch their games. I won't. Athletes, I won't. not athleticism, but athletes watch their games. I feel like I get enough of it at work, man. I don't want that shit at home. Either. You know, what's crazy is that before you started your career, you were obsessed with Chicago PD. Yep. You were loving the Walking Dead. Forensic Files. Forensic Miami. Yeah. That's where my inspo came. And now I'm like, mm-hmm. and now you can't. Because you just have to find that if I do that, then I can never turn off my switch, even though I already struggle enough. But it'll be even harder to turn it off. I think it's the same thing with me. Like, not the same thing i mean in the same the same aspect of like you first need to get inspired to even find the motivation to start something to pursue that career to pursue that dream or whatever but then after that for example like for me with youtube i can't watch people that i used to watch before because i don't want to fall into the trap of comparison yeah or like now i want to change your style right like i want to keep my my what makes me unique i don't want to start you know copying or whatever or like even unintentionally doing it so, yeah, I can't do that anymore. So, obviously, that's, like, psh, not the same thing, but also in the the same process where it's, like, yeah, you can't. Now you know more of the reality, what's really, or how it actually feels. Because when we watch this stuff, it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. But and it's, you like, my were, real life. You were once entertained. And now it's, like, now it's really, like, yeah, it's different, man. Now like, it's, yeah. What's crazy is, um... I love what I do, though. Like, I have really bad days, and sometimes I'm super negative about it. But at the end of the day, I love what I do, and I really can see myself teaching, you know, teaching it. Mm. Um, This, I know a lot of it. This podcast stuff is becoming really popular in my field. Like, there's a couple of CSIs that have actual podcasts about it. So, you know, like, you have your true crime where people are just talking about cases that they actually All don't. That's I love true crime. So they're talking about cases that they just research about. You yep. know what I'm saying? So like that's completely different to like ethical crime podcasts, which mm-hmm. are becoming really popular. The ones they're that actually, actually work real it? CSIs. No, not. They won't actually talk about cases because out of respect for the victims. And if they do, it's very like general. They will never tell like the details surrounding the case or the circumstance, but they'll be like, like, for example, if they worked, a, uh, if they worked a stabbing call, you know, and uh, they won't talk about like, they won't say the victim's name. They won't say the suspect's name. They won't really go into super details about the case just because, you know, they're just trying to have respect for the families of those involved, mm-hmm. but they'll talk about, you know, the bloodshed, like, how to process the scene, what are your steps, what do you expect, or even some funny stories too, because it's true. Like there's, even though this is a serious job, that we're human. Like it's just like any other job. You're going to have your really funny moments. You're going to have your disgusting moments. You're going to have your furious moments. Like, you know, and you know how many times like I slipped in blood? But right. It's funny. It's disgusting. Honey. Or you know how many times like I come close to face planting on a dead body? Mm-hmm. Like, Lord. I believe it. 
it's I'm telling you, it's so it's one of those things. I'll probably me, but I'll be Listen, in there with them. When they entice spaces, like I've become a gymnast. I'll like literally trip and I'll like fall on their body like, I'm sorry. <laughs> my yeah. bad. Yo, like whoop, my bad dog. Like I now fix mean, them too. I'll be like, hold on, my you bad. gotta put that back where it was. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's all over there though. It's like, real you can't... life. Like it's, it's it's still a job. Like I know it's super desensitizing, but at the end of the day, it's still an occupation. You're gonna have those moments. You're gonna have funny moments. You're gonna have fear, you know, infuriating moments, and that's just the nature of life. Can you agree though that this is like a fine line that you're walking? Like there's like you're literally on thin ice with like choosing to go the dark route with everything that you've experienced okay so for example let me break that down whenever you are in a certain field and let's talk about anything like business teaching whatever certain things become decent like you become like your perspective and the way that you feel about things kind of shifts it just shifts so for example with kids like I work with kids and if and and easily like when you think about kids on the regular, I'm like, oh my god, so cute, so sweet, like <laughs> oh my god, like I love them so much, like so innocent. I want them. I right. want them. I want them. But you work with them every day. Imagine taking all of them home. Right. And 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 I still feel those same things. Those are that those still, like those opinions, those feelings are still a part of me. But I start to like say. Like, and I catch myself throughout the day saying, like, I forget that they're cute. Like, I forget that they're kids and innocent. Like, I get offended. I get, I get angry. I get annoyed. Yo, you let a kid offend you? No. Yo, it happens. It happens. Because you, right. you if you're dealing with them every day, they, you, you kind of end up being on the same energetic level. Somewhat. Somewhat. Yeah. Like, you, you, you're, you're interacting with them every day. You have to discipline them all the time. Like now it's easier for you to be like, they're not like, they're not cute. Like they are, mm-hmm. they are. But I'm saying that kind of goes to the back of your mind. It comes back. Oh, a hundred percent. But it goes to the back of your mind for that moment, just for you to be able to do your job. Purposely, I have to put the fact that they're cute. Oh, like in the back of my mind, because I can't laugh or smile at that thing that they did that might not be the best thing that they did. Right. It yeah. may not be the best like thing. Encouraging that it, it. It wasn't a good choice, so I can't laugh. I can't smile. Although, in deep down, I am smiling. I am laughing. Yeah. Like, with putting that, putting my job aside of my position, I'm laughing. So, but there is, you need to have a foundation. You need to have, like, I don't know, a good ground to stay on. Because if not, you will become the extreme of that desensitization. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's true. You know I what know mean? exactly what you're talking and about. And that exists. Like, I think that's literally the example or the epitome of what it, what creates evil or what creates bad people or what creates yeah. bad choices. Because like, of whatever you know and whatever you experience, you yeah. choose to do that. Like and, examples, and let me know if I'm understanding this right. But, so for example, because I'm so surrounded by evil and death that I feel like I'm immune to death so I can see a deceased and not like I'm like all right whatever like you know it's just another day on the job so I always worried that like if I always had if not always I always worried that if I had a death in the family I wouldn't react Mm. and that's something that like constantly think about I'm like oh my gosh I think about that myself though because my mom I don't know if it's just 
if I have an issue, like, and obviously saying that like in the most surface level way ever, but my mom always says like, if she ever was in critical condition, she would have me be the one that would decide to pull the cord and not because she knows I'd be the one that would make the most logical decision and not have emotion make my like make the decision for me. Yeah. Like my dad would think emotionally, my brother would think emotionally, my sister would think emotionally. Like I would be. It's like that's kind of like being desensitized in a way, but I've haven't had that experience like you've had yet to remove yeah. myself. So yeah. So like that's kind of just like the other side of it that I don't you would I, never be able to get into that because you would definitely become that you have the ability to be too logical and there's that's such a, that that's a thing that's a thing just like yeah. too emotional that you're like literally incapable of functioning it's it's we can always choose these certain extremes and I think that that's literally this the battle of like mm-hmm. every day but I surprised myself because I had that thought right and I was worried about it um and recently one of my good friends dog died and I was just okay I'm just gonna roll with it um, and that dog was really special to me. I love that dog like it was my own. And when I heard the news, I instantly broke down crying. And I was suffered as if like it was my own loss. And at that moment, I realized, oh, like I, I was able to cry. I was yeah, able you're to sensitive. grieve. I, yeah. So at that moment, I was like, dang, maybe I'm not, you know, maybe what I I'm thought human. was an issue. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm human. That's I, basically the best way I could explain it. Explain it is, oh. I think that sometimes, like sometimes I think like I maybe forget. I'm not human. Yeah. Because like there's certain reactions that she would like blow up for, like she would get emotional about, and I wouldn't have that same reaction. And like there's the only fear that I have is losing her, but that fear doesn't come in the form of grief. Like when I think about like I don't think of it grieving. I just think of me just like getting into. I mean, it is grieving, but when I mean grieving, it's like crying or like, I just think of me just getting into a dark hole and just like, just pushing it. Like, obviously keep going, but like not even like putting it into thought or not putting it in, just keep kind of working through it. You know what I mean? What if that's just you being afraid to be? Because you won't, yeah, you won't let yourself actually grieve. So Because you're scared of the pain. That's psychotic in a way. So that, but then that that, that goes. it's, It's a way of coping and it's, like for example but does that make me human that's the question it's not healthy to be it's honest not healthy. Um, I, don't think I, it's healthy. I used to do that when i first started the job i didn't let myself accept it for what it is like mm-hmm. i pushed it to the back of my head and i didn't want to think about it so like you said like you know like um i didn't let myself accept and get my body used to it you know what i'm saying i don't know if that makes sense but like danny said he would just put in the back of his mind, push through, not really letting himself feel the sadness. Like he just, you're in a dark hole and you're just pushing. And that's how I was when I started my job. Like I was like, if I think too much about this, like I'm going to go nuts. I'm just going to put in the back of my mind, not think about it, keep going. It was call to call. It is what it is. And then it started coming on the tail end where I started dreaming about it. And I started, you know, like getting those flashbacks and stuff like that. And that's not good. You have to let yourself. And I think that's something that I learned. You have to let yourself feel it. You have to let yourself go through it. Because if not, it's going to catch up on the tail end and it's going to affect you in the long run. Um, I think some people do that and they let out the emotion differently. And that's where you get serial killers. And that's where you get rapists. And that's where you get, like, I mean, 
they shut something off on purpose mm-hmm. so that because that's their weak spot. That's what's something that they haven't been able to practice or, or even understand or experience that feel of that emotion. So they just kind of because that's in us. That's something natural. We need we feel. Natural. And when you're doing it on the like you said, it's natural. So like for someone like <clears throat> like me for what I do, I can't be natural because then I can't do my job. So I have to put in the back end, work through what I got to work through, do what I got to do. But what happens is later it catches up. I'll have a thought later on. I'll have an emotion come up later on. I'll see something later on and it triggers that experience. Now and there's then trauma. now I'm actually going through it. You know what I mean? So it's a late response. And um, that's just, it is what it is for. How do you deal with it though? To not keep it like, Coming up in your dreams, pretty much. But that's trauma, though. That's like if you don't heal with it's heal PTSD. it. PTSD. Yeah, that's trauma. It's trauma. Like it comes late. That late response is trauma because those triggers and all that. Like the goal is to heal from things on the spot, and we Not, can't do that. So we're forced into PTSD. We don't got time to. We don't got time. Because guess what? That call that destroyed you, and you want to cry about. You don't got time. You don't got time to cry. We got to work the next call. And what do the mental health programs or benefits or support what does that look like in the law enforcement if i could take a bulldozer and like bulldoze through the leo culture i would the what the law enforcement culture what's leo sorry uh leo is a law enforcement officer oh that makes sense okay god my bad um i was like we're talking about astrology signs now okay go i'm dead <laughs> oh leo yeah huh astrology i would have checked that at that point would have been your episode right there babe uh, honestly that's a good topic let's do it for that another day topic. such a good topic for i another freaking day? love astrology yeah <laughs> oh that would be for my for, another for day. my solo episode we could do it all right go ahead keep going a solo episode with selena mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I won't be here, so you're, it'll be so low like you Damn, too. Danny. <laughs> what? Actually, what is your zodiac sign? Capricorn. Capricorn. That's shocking. Capricorns aren't supposed to be like how you are. How's what the Capricorn supposed to be? Hold on, hold There's on. A- what, what's the Capricorn supposed to be? Because all I know of Capricorns is what she says me from those Terio readings. We can talk about it too. Terio, Capricorn, Capricorn. This, he said Terio. <laughs> no, Terio readings, but it's just Capricorn, Carol. Capricorn. This is what your life is going to be like. But this is what you're predicting. No, but like zodiac signs are like um, characteristics and habits that are within those people who are born in that time frame. He knows. I mean, so at least- Capricorns are supposed to be like, um, well, actually, no, I could see that. I guess the part that I get confused on why he's a Capricorn is because Capricorns are. I'll tell you. Known to. Go ahead. No, no. Like you tell me what they are. Go because I don't really. I don't know that deep. Known to what? Because for me, I think that they're known to be disciplined, structured, controlling. Yes, yes, yes. Check to all those. Mm -hmm. But when he starts talking about being emotionally withdrawn, Mm -hmm. I think Capricorns are very, I don't want to say passionate or compassionate. Yeah. He's passionate as fuck. Like, so maybe it's just a wall, like a tough act in a sense. It's a tough act. Like he's you not in the fucking room. teddy bear. <laughs> you ain't fooling nobody. No, like if, if I'm if I'm being like just totally like introspective or whatnot, it's I care too much, so I shut it off. Right. That's what it is. If I'm being completely honest, just because not like in the form of like PTSD of like what you've gone through, but just 
being the athlete that I was and like going through kind of like the the roller coasters of my athletic career. Oh, <laughs> I let that go. It like and even like the shit that I I went through on the side of that, like throughout all of that, like it just made me just detach from it all. Yeah. So that's kind of why, like, it's just, like, I care too much. So instead of showing it and wearing it on my sleeve, I'm just turning off. It's a facade. It's he a cares. facade. Exactly. But so it I tricks my mind all the time. But I know the truth. He putting. It's, right. But, like, it's like, why doesn't he care? Oh, he cares. I like, he cares. But it's because he's just, that's his. his but Capricorns are very, um, they're number driven. They're statistics. They're logic. Yeah. So that I can see. But the other part of them, he's just putting a facade. Emotion keeps them going, but logic gets them through the through it. every yeah, day. Yeah, that's a good way to express it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, seriously, that's a good, that's like, wow, hammer on the nail. Emotion gives them purpose, but logic gets them through the day to day. That's like the one saying that you just said earlier, the knot and the... Entanglement? Yeah. Damn, here we go. But that's why you need to go back to the emotion. That's how all our episodes are. All our episodes are full, like, because... And that's what the main thing is, is just everything is connected. Everything is. If you just let go of your ego and your your id and your all that stuff, like, you just see that everything is connected. And one way or another, like, it's all, it's all aligned. And when people say that they're not, they don't, they're emotionless, that's not true. You being emotionless is an emotion. I know that sounds awful, but I mean it. Like, people downplay mental health so intensely. And now that, like, I'm all up in it, like, I know the Kool-Aid flavor, people need freaking help. And they need to just understand that it's okay to need help. But do you think it's overplayed too much? Because I think, yes, that is true. People do need help. But then the ones, uh, I also think that it's also used as, like, a crutch too much when it's not supposed to. So maybe I guess it just depends on what aspect of life and who's in what group we're talking about, right? So I feel like, uh, like I'll put this out. All right, whatever. Because any adversity you face doesn't <laughs> mean so, like it's oh mental health. Like I can't. In my opinion, you're facing adversity. Yeah, like that whole, like in court, like if you know you commit a crime and you try to play the mental card, like oh I got mental health. Okay, I'm I'm not gonna say all of them, you know, are true. Like I don't. I'm not gonna say all of them are justified and i'm not gonna say all of them are not but i'm just gonna say that's that whole not competent to stand trial that's my answer to that i don't know or pleading insanity right well so i guess it depends right and then then you got like people like you know that kind of use their disability or maybe mental status as like a reason why they can't do certain things like yeah like, if someone's really harping on social anxiety, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm sure it does. And I'm sure there's, you know, reactions and la- certain adjustments in life that you have to make to cope with that. Yeah. But, like, if someone's, like, overing it, using it to the max to maybe explain why they can't do something, I would probably, like, mm, but is it? You know, like, they, it exists, and you probably do, but, you know, you can seek help to help fix it. You know what I mean? So, like, they exist, but they also can be helped to exist with it. Yeah. Some people just use it as like that crutch. Yes. Whereas instead of acknowledging you have that and doing what's necessary to help you adjust to life with it. To get rid of the crutch. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think we're getting to a point where they're just going to be pulling that card in court left and right. 
it's crazy even just with life like i know like i have my my nephew god bless his soul but my nephew claims he has super intense social anxiety and he never used to have that um like growing Mm -hmm. up he was fine he we went out we did family functions everything and now all of a sudden he feels like he can't go to work he feels like he can't go outside the house he feels like he can't be around a group of people and i'm not experience a trauma Huh? Did he experience a trauma? Not to my knowledge. And we ask him what's wrong. Like, what's wrong? Like, what what happened? Why do you feel this way? Did, you know, what occurred that's changed your, your mindset? Or, And he's his answer's like, I don't know. I just I just can't. I'm just, it's just stressful. Oh, my God. That's like my sister. Sounds like the same exact way. And, and I'm not dismissing it. It could, it could exist. That's fine. I'm not telling him that, you know, I, I could never tell someone their feelings are invalid. I could never dismiss someone's right. emotional stance or mental status or thoughts. I will never dismiss someone. But I will say, okay, we acknowledge that this is a thing. What can we do to help? Instead of the, okay, well, now you just have to adjust your life and just let it control you. No. Like, let's seek help, right? So that's why I'm like, it depends what kind of group you're talking about when mm-hmm. you're talking mm-hmm. about mental health. Because I know for... Generational? That too. Everything. Occupational, generational, freaking everything. Because for example, I think that the reason why my sister has anxiety, because I have anxiety. I've had anxiety. I have anxiety. Everybody got anxiety. Everybody got the anxiety. Everybody got depression. It's just that I think that that they're now identifying it. Like literally they're making it a part of their identity. Because we used to hide we used hide to hide it, it or we just be like, like it's like a, a sticker that you wear that's like, that I old school mentality right. that's that old school mentality but no but there is a good thing to that because at least in at least the millennial generation you acknowledge you have it you seek help you get therapy you try to like get it treated and you try to get out of it like there's a process like you treat it like a health condition which it is it's a mental health yeah. condition but I think that now with Gen Z, they're using it as an identity. So like now it's like, yeah, I'm just like this and I'm always going to be like this and you have to accept it. Or like it, it just has to, this is how I'm going to, this is this is how I have to adjust my life around this. And I don't know if a lot of them just purposely realize that they're pulling that card. Like a lot of them just, it, it just, it's so normalized. Like this same thing. Like It's sad because I feel like, like you said, in the younger generations is becoming normalized. But for us older We've compartmentalized it and we think normalizing is just awful. We can't. It's a huge divide. Because I know like kids now and teenagers now are like, whatever, claiming they have it. That's fine. You acknowledge you got a problem, go fix it. But for our older folks, that wasn't normal. We had to hide it. That wasn't accepted. If you had a freaking, uh, you know, a, a disability or like a mental health issue, like that was frowned upon and you're crazy. Whereas now they're saying the young ones are strong for acknowledging yeah. it. Well, but for us, yeah, for us, it's like, no, like I would never like, and I'll, I'll say it. And I know a lot of my law enforcement people probably agree, but EAP, you get six, six free sessions with Cigna. Oh shit. Bro, I tell her that I have the same thing. You on do my it? insurance. You I get for six free well, sessions. Be, be, for EAP. sessions. And I tell her all this, but it's on the phone. But like, I yeah. tell her, I was like, yo, like if, I've been struggling out here. And you Use it. Told me. Use it. But oh, for us, for our occupation, we don't want EAP documented. Oh, that's documented? Now nah, that's fucked. It's, well, HIPAA. Okay, <laughs> hold on. Let me clarify. Because I know a lot of people are going to be like, no, nah, it's not. No, nobody right, you're right. It's not. It's not. It's, it's all about more of like, 
it show i think if i'm correct i don't know i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure like because of hipaa they can't say why you used it but they but have they a tracker show that they you they it's, I mean, it's an insurance claim yeah it's, so just like one time on yeah, june yeah, yeah, 12th yeah. another time yes. yes but for us because we our job is so intense we don't want anything like that on our record because we don't want our mental health or anything involving like our you know condition or health documented to show that maybe we can't do our job so but we're scared show oh, that's how the same like shit can, with sports and injuries yep but Same can thing. anyone actually see that? That's on your books. That's on your records. I like mean, HIPAA, records. you're not supposed to. Right. But it's just more, even the agency is what are like wherever you work at, you don't want, it's just, I don't know. They know that weakness. you go into therapy. Yeah. They know that you're going to that treatment. Yes, Danny. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of like a sign of weakness. But I'm just And that's to- the like culture. So are, is it true? Probably not. Is it right? I don't know. Well, because but it, our mentality is it like. It is what it is. It is what it is, and we're not going to give anyone ammo. We're always on the defense, like because it's true. People hate law enforcement. It is what it is. People hate law enforcement, and they always will. So they're always going to find yeah. something to throw at us to make us look incompetent or to make it seem like we're not suited for duty. Well, So we don't want to give anyone ammo. So we don't want to show that we're using EAP. We don't want to show that we're seeking therapy. So if people are going to do it, they're probably going to do it on their off time if they do it at all. I think our parents' generation was, they just suppressed it because, at, they suppressed it because there was no resources or literally yeah. any information out there to be able to like connect the dots. So what they did was that they just let it out in their traits. Uh-huh. And that's why we yeah. had, that's why their generation is all about extreme personalities which we've needed to create the structures that we have today, the systems that we have today, the, the, the needs that we have today. But then the millennial generation, they've acknowledged it. They've put like, oh, this is what it's called. This is what yeah. you can do. Like uh, actual like. Identifying it. Call to action. Like yeah. you can do something about it, right? Now Gen Z is like, I think, <laughs> let's, uh, yeah, I'm like just gonna, yeah. Like I feel like just to close that part off, like I think Gen Z was, is now like, well, you know, my parents are like this. My siblings are like this. They've been so social. They've been so easily expressive. They express themselves so easily. They're so loud. They're always talking. Like, why am I going to, what What do I have to offer? And so now it really is easy to be let it become a part of their identity. Like, I just think about my sister. And she's, what, ha, what motivation has she had to be social within the family? When my parents are loud, talks a lot. I've had to, like, literally being the single kid for seven years i've had to be that way too and i've enjoyed it like i've enjoyed being social i've enjoyed being talkative but like we've already done that so what's left for the gen z like of course they have a voice of course they can talk of course they can be social of course they can be all these things but i feel like where where's the motivation to i don't know i feel like that's what i i think my sister's going through and she's just labeling as anxiety, and maybe that's what's happening with your nephew, maybe. social anxiety. But it's because there's been so much noise. Like he doesn't feel like he fits in, so he's just shutting down. Because there's already been noise as they've been growing up, so yeah. they haven't really had a. But going towards the law enforcement thing, I personally, I don't, I don't like to generalize, right? Like I don't like to. I'll probably sound like I'm generalizing sometimes. Because I'm thinking about a certain scenario. Right. So, like, let's say if I think about 
corruption happening in this world or in this country. I, I mean, it's been proven or shown with other countries that the first system to become corrupt is law enforcement because yeah. that's what the government uses as mm. fuel, as power, ammo, to control people. They use the police. It's just been a thing every country. So whenever I like sound like I'm like generalizing law enforcement, I think about that scenario specifically, yeah. which can totally happen and is happening in different ways. And I think what we where we fail is when we start to like literally think that that neighborhood police or that neighborhood like the county department mm-hmm. is the one that's corrupt, and now we're defunding everyone. How do you feel about that? <laughs> the way that I put that in there. Let me know who's gonna come to your house when your husband be in you and the police is defunded yeah let me know who's gonna go help you then they don't come i think the funds should be used differently like not upgrading every single thing like the floors or the different types of cars i'm not gonna lie that's definitely a thing it's it's politics at the end of the day it's politics politics and everything it is it is what it is um but i will say sometimes the upgrades are needed like technology is involving technology all right so Playing devil's advocate. We love that. Playing devil's That's advocate. That's what we do all the time. On both sides. <laughs> where people are saying they they don't need that much money because they're thinking, oh, they're using the money for new cars. And they're using the money for um, new equipment. And they're using the money for, well, yeah, we do. Times are changing. Technology is changing. Everything and we need like to that. We need to keep up. Like, for example, people complain that uh, law enforcement needs to be held accountable. Well, guess how much each goddamn body cam system costs? I'm one of those people. Think how many of those things cost. How One, God, where's my phone? I would Google it. I don't know how much it costs uh, per, Jamie. Per, <laughs> per unit, per cam name. unit. But think of it this way. It's body definitely, cam unit? Yeah, it's definitely more than hundreds. I would say it's fucking more than $500, hands down. Because you're talking about it's the camera, it's the whole... It's not just the camera, it's the system. Like, you realize that if a department has... Do you guys get it from Amazon? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, These are great camera systems because you got to think about this. I'm going to kind of give you a, a scope of how it works. So when the officers are equipped with body cams, each one has a body cam. Not only on themselves, but on their cars. So now you're thinking each car is equipped with a cam, and now they themselves are equipped with a cam. The agency has, what, 2,000 law enforcement officers working patrol? Mm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So now you're taking those couple hundred dollars times two and then times 2,000. 450 to 650 is the individual an individual average body camera can cost between 450 to 650 that price doesn't include accessories or other necessities needed each camera also needs to be replaced about every five years for some departments the overall cost to equip all officers with body cameras can be millions of dollars all right so keep that in mind and now now i'm gonna add more to that we're getting to the point of the conversation we're gonna stop asking questions and we're gonna go back and forth because now this is like getting into my wheelhouse where do you think all that footage has to be stored on drives on pro no not even drives it has to be a secured digital storage and that is you can't just buy that like that's a almost think of it like uh has to be encrypted think about like a 
not a membership, but like a, a huge database. Yeah. Now we have to purchase a software system that can hold every hours and hours, a whole shift, a 12 hour shift of footage of every single law enforcement officer when they're on shift for how many days a year, for how many years. Yeah. I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? So now you have to think of that's not free. You have to pay for storage. You got to pay for the software that enables you to edit. Well, not edit it, but more of like, well, actually, yes, edit it. When I say edit, I don't mean change the footage. I mean, when they edit, they redact it. To get the footage it. that you actually need and to no, kind of cut like, off what isn't necessary. Right, because sometimes when people make public service requests, which they can, mm -hmm. you can ask for anything from an agency. They're transparent. They're going to give it to you. But there's some information. No, I yeah, they will. There's some information that they can't. So like if a deputy responds to a child abuse call, and he goes into the house and the kid is nude. Guess what? They can't show that. They can't release the nude kid. Mm -hmm. They have to take that out. They have to block it. True. So when editing stuff is in the talk, that's what they're referring to. There's some stuff that legally we're not allowed to release. So like if someone, like if the deputy is taking information from a victim and they hand them the driver's license, they have to redact that because you can't put people's socials and stuff like that in driver's license on the public. Yeah. So that's, you got to think about all that stuff and that's money. That ain't so, cheap. So, okay, cool. So that, so we'll take that and we'll, we'll hold that and we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep it going. What is the excuse then whenever you actually need that footage that you're using all that money to, you know, kind of get all that information just mysteriously goes missing or it's not found or it didn't catch that particular moment that we actually need it for. We spend all that money and we give all that funding but then when it actually comes to it being needed, is nowhere to be found. For an example, the Uvalde shooting. Mm. We don't know. We still don't know what happened with it. There were cops there. There were the Border Patrol was there. There was cameras in the school. People had the body cams. Still no footage. And people have asked for the footage. The Just parents. The footage from the school. No, no. No, even from the, the footage from the body cam of the officers that no, were being pussies that didn't want to come in. No, we got the cop putting hand sanitizer on his hands. We got that. That's from the school. But, but I'm just saying the, the parents were asking for the footage. The people in the community were asking for the footage. The Supposedly, the federal government was asking for the footage. And the state and the local police don't want to release the footage. So kind of like it's a two-part question. So yeah. like if it is public information and like mm -hmm. we can ask for it, how come we haven't got it? And then two, how come they say that they, they're not, not releasing it because they don't have it? How come they don't have it? Like, this is what we fund you for. Not like obviously you specifically, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like this is what the funding is for. Yeah. For situations like this, mm -hmm. we can know what the fuck's going on so we can somewhat prevent this from happening again. I mean, you can't obviously, but you know what I mean. Right. So the answer to your first part of the question is if we're asking for it, why can't we get it? So... The best way I can answer this, because I'm not obviously um, chain of command. I have FBI. no rank. I have no political um, stance in this. So I'm just a person who's in the world who understands how things go. And this is just my opinion and somewhat informed answer. If it's an ongoing investigation, some things can't be released. And we have legal rights to do that because it's an ongoing investigation. And we have the right to withhold that information until the investigation is complete. So an example is, and this is going to be an antidote type of deal. When uh, I worked a case with, that was an officer-involved shooting, it was mm. a race card because obviously 
the officer was a certain race and the suspect was a certain race. The media will only give you what they want to give you. Oh, yeah. So, and this plays so heavy on my heart because this is why I have the stands that I do. Because I worked the case entirely and I know every single detail about the case. So the media only has access to just so much. And usually that's people in the neighborhood who are too small souls who want to gossip and they're creating whatever conclusions they want to create based on what they may have saw 20, 30, 50 feet away. Clickbait. Yes. So the media is trying to piece this story together with information they don't know is even true. So they're warping it to be a good news story, right? So what's the news come out? A certain race cop shot certain race unarmed man. Oh my gosh, the police killed an unarmed man, yada, 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 making a big thing where eventually it caused riots and protests and Black Lives Matter issues came in. And I am like, y'all stupid. <laughs> y'all are like letting the media oh, yeah. influence Sheep. it. So yeah. this is how I'm, it's going to make sense how I answer this question. Yeah. So the law enforcement agency, the law enforcement agency has, they say, we can't give you what you need because it's an ongoing investigation. Why? Because they don't have, when they're, com- when they're working a case, they have to work it to its entirety before they even say anything because they want to make sure what they're going to give to the public is facts and what's proven with evidence. So that investigation could be months. So that kind of answers years. sometimes a year. It depends how it goes. So if that antidote, they with this antidote, I'm trying to say that they couldn't address what was in the media, what society was claiming, what they were thinking, what they were saying. They couldn't correct it because they had to investigate it entirely. And even though they knew the circumstances and they knew what really happened, they need it on paper. They just can't hold a press conference saying X, Y, and Z. No, no, no. You got to prove fact. You got to provide facts. Because you got to prove it in court. Well, with the Uvalde shooting. Well, sometimes it doesn't make it to court just yet. But yeah. if they do an investigation and they close it with, you know, mm-hmm. um, analysis and, and witness statements and just everything that all the pieces and investigation that come together, then they're able to say, okay, we worked the case entirely. These are our findings, right? So sometimes they can't provide you what you want because they're not allowed yet. You know what I'm saying? So it's not that they're withholding on purpose because they're trying to hide an alibi or something like that. And sometimes, you know what? There's always going to be bad apples in the tree. I can't speak for all occasions, but most of the time it's because they can't yet. They have to wait until the investigation is complete. Yeah. That's like the general, like the protocol. So like for like videos and stuff that are like, oh, where is this? We want this. Sometimes they're not legally allowed to release it. Because, like, for example, like, if you go to Wawa and you want, like, their security Damn, footage. Damn, I miss Wawa. Listen. Well, check this out. Let's say something happens outside of Wawa and law enforcement demands, like, oh, my gosh, we're investigating a homicide. We need that footage now. Oh, guess what? You need a search warrant. We're not giving you nothing until yeah. you come. And guess how much time that takes? Huh? Yeah. They no, just don't. They can't just. Things can't just be given freely at the. No, it's at bureaucratic. The dr- yeah. You can't just say, we want this. Okay, well, there's a process. You're going to have to wait. We're going to have to see what legal grounds we have to release or not release it. So, hold on. I just want to say this point. So, just to, like, and because I'm, I'm in agreement with, with, with what you're saying. The media. Oh, of course. Yeah, Making with it the media harder and for then the with, with the due process department. of it all. 
Now, yeah, where awesome. this is probably where we might kind of separate, but I'll obviously I'll ask you the question. Do you think everything that is released or after their findings, after their due process, after all of that, do you believe everything that is released is actual facts? Yes. Is factual. There's no collusion. There's no corruption. There's no everything that, that comes out is what it is. There's I no... I can't definitively say. We're talking about all time, though. Like, all no, no, time. I'm not, I think I'm not I can't definitely say either. for it's just everything, right? Your, but for me and my experience, you 100%. You believe in the justice system. Oh, well, not the court system. Yeah, there's the difference. difference. <laughs> because our, like, where where I'm at in my profession and where I work, we are 100% on the ball. Like, we we work each case unbiased because it is a science. For forensics, where our opinions aren't in it at all. It's all science and math. Um, for our detectives, they are heavily trained. Like, they are very good. Um, and also they are working, um, the investigations unbiased as well because they're using statements, um, cell phone. There's a lot of electronic evidence that a lot of people forget about cell phone pinging. Um, everything you put on your phone will never be deleted. Even like, if you delete it? A hundred percent. Never. No, yeah, never. Ever. They could pull stuff from years and years ago. I'm telling you, digital forensics is what digital forensics for most part, solves more cases than real forensics. Nowadays. I will 100% tell you right that right now. If I can't find any physical evidence to link someone with scene, I 100% guarantee you our digital, digital forensics person will 100% put you there by your cell phone. 100% hands down. See, that's fucked. We're always being watched. Always. There's always, because if you think about it, your cell phone works by ping on cell phone towers. And mm -hmm. there's regions where these towers are. And so whenever other, you're other driving... Phones. Your phone is picking up on each tower. That's how your phone works. Yeah. So you will always be put somewhere. Always. 100% always. So it the findings will always be what they are because you can't fudge numbers. You can't fudge technology. Like it is. Like it is what it is. You, you can't know what I'm implant? Saying? Uh, no, not for that stuff because that stuff. And we can't even like manipulate it because we need a search warrant to get into your phone. Like, if you were to do um, a criminal act See, that's, and we that's collect your I, cell phone, we can't even get into it unless we get a search warrant. Like, we can't even touch it. There's, no, there's nothing we can do to your cell phone. Because, like, we're not worth anybody to actually be corrupt or to collude. Like, if we, if we were somebody just obviously throwing a big name out there, but, like, if we were Epstein, they don't, they're not going to try to get no search. They're trying to do whatever they can to make sure that they figure out what the fuck's going on or like Trump for example with the whole raid and the FBI with the search warrant and mm. all that stuff like that's that's things that they know beforehand without even having a search warrant like they have inside information from doing stuff I believe being unbiased I don't care about either side like it's because they have an out for them so I like like that's what I mean by the justice I'm not talking about the court system because yeah, that's yeah. a whole other thing that's political that's under the table I believe but I also mean with the justice system like I think that also is valid as well. Like, I everything is true, and, like, we hope that that's the case. Mm. But, like, for example, I just read this um, article today that they talked about the FBI, that they tell social media about anything that they deem as suspicious in terms of DMs, and they end up feeding that information to social media and all that other stuff. Cool. That's fine. That's their job. But then all this stuff keeps on happening. Like the January 6th raid. 
like the shooting, like all this stuff, like they find out after the fact that it's like, oh yeah, like we could have stopped this all before if we were a little bit proactive, but we waited till the end. But like they know of this stuff already. But you get what I'm trying to, to say? More specific. I'm kind of getting lost in the lines. I guess maybe to cl- and kind of summarize what you're trying to say. We're a, we're a country of systems and processes. Yeah. That's in due diligence. Like that's there and that will always be there. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever question the ability for systems to do their job. But there's been proven time and time again. And, and you got to think that we're such a huge country. There's mm-hmm. counties that are literally made of like everyone that knows each other. Mm-hmm. There's there's counties that have no diversity whatsoever. There's counties that have like the the family is the attorney of that county mm-hmm. and also the chief chief of department mm-hmm. of the police department. Like everyone's involved. There is such a thing of tampering evidence and there has been that exists. Yeah. There has been cases of course. and there still is till this day. So we're a, so we're a we're a country of systems and processes and we never fail that we never fail to go through those things cuz that's our job and that's what gets us paid. But what gives us the big bucks and the power which is still a motive in this country and always will be is politics. And it's like that constant like battle between politics and just factual like straight like honest work that's why politics is in huh that's why i married you (laughs) politics is in stuff your county has a great what what would you call it record like heck yeah like i am i we are with you when when we when you say you do the honest work and we are also thinking there's so many departments that do the exact same thing but like for example uvalde there was a press conference where they they literally said they did not follow correct protocol, fired the chief, still no footage. There's there's such thing as wanting to protect your own. Everyone does it. It's the human nature, and of that I think that pours into departments and systems as well. Yeah. Where we fail is where we like generalize, and now we're yeah. attacking an entire, an entire job mm-hmm. title. And we're all that. We're literally all extremes. And I don't think we realize that every system and everything that we create kind of cancels each other out or at least challenges each other. So, for example, we're talking about defunding the police because they're using their money in different ways when, Mm. honestly, money shouldn't even be a thing. It should be just about for the people, and that's it. Okay, but the regular citizens day-to-day are modernizing in their own way. So if citizens and technology is getting smarter, heck, police need to get smarter, too. They need to yeah. protect themselves, too. Body cams, of course, because what? Citizens have and accountability. Citizens mm-hmm. have iPhones. Citizens yeah. have social media. Police need to be faster than that. So why, you know, we're getting mad and we have a right to be because it's like, damn, the people that need to be like protecting us and all that. Okay, but think about it from their perspective of like, well, everything is evolving. Everything is modernizing. And so I feel like that's why we always go back to certain things of like, this is an entire issue. And I feel like everyone needs to be political just a little bit to understand yeah. where's the weak spot. That's what weak exactly spot. What I meant. I like that. I'm jumping on that really Where's the dangerous? Weak spot. Weak spot. That, that's what I meant, by the way. Okay, we're Right. <laughs> so let me jump on that. So you know you're talking about that shooting about, well, where's the footage? We didn't follow the protocol. Did y'all hear about that in Florida, so by the do way? You, um, oh, yeah. What, I was wondering that. 
what like so if you heard about shooting? it in florida so now now they're waiting in another state i i'm an awful person to ask because i do not watch the news because i know it's all fucking fake well yeah i don't fucking watch well, it yeah. okay. i know everything on there is fucking fake and we didn't even learn it about it through the news we live in we live two hours away from it so well for away. us we would i mean in florida it would have to be through the news right or social yeah. media and i exactly. just don't exactly that's I don't. true but because i'm fed up um weak spot so educate me because obviously i'm not educated on this incident but two things stood out to me when you spoke you said they didn't follow protocol and they don't have the footage right two things but they didn't elaborate on exactly what that means for them right so me i kind of a couple of reasons popped in my head that might be maybe won't pop in yours because you automatically think oh corrupt they erased it. They threw I just it think incompetent. Right? I don't think corrupt with them. I think corrupt maybe with how they followed up with the with the incident. But I think that j- how it actually happened, I just think incompetent. I think it's corrupt by the way that they handled Cause it. Because that county really nothing ever happens. So like one time this just like They're huge not, shooting. Right. I don't blame them. So on our end, you learn as you go sometimes. The door was like, open the entire time. For example, That's think not, about Pulse. When had, Pulse they had happened. Training two months before. Orlando's that. never had anything like that. Pulse. Pulse. Mm. never it was a shit hit the fan and we're learning as we're here we are doing our best to keep it first their goal is to keep people safe obviously eliminate the threat but they need to eliminate the threat while people keep people keep people safe you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so do you think they were ready and had like an actual plan no they were like doing it on the spot they're like what are we gonna do we're gonna do this all right we're gonna do it and we're gonna do it well there was no even urgency to be honest in that though like if you there, look at the footage from the outside there's no urgency they're just they waiting have, around but, but just a side point i'm gonna let you guys i'm just because they also have well to for me, but. they have to analyze they can't okay. just bulldoze through like they can't like knowing they had training for yes that exact they have to assess before they, they had what? And Uvalde, they had training for that uh, that exact situation one month prior to the to the situation happening. But go. that's different though, because training granted yeah. can will give you your tools and you'll have knowledge on what you should do. But sometimes you don't always have the situation where the tool you know exactly what tools to use. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. So, and for us, it's a little bit more higher stakes. And when I say us, I mean law enforcement, because I obviously. Our SWAT guys, kudos to them because they are trained top tier. Like they are mm, spot on, right? But sometimes they don't really know what's going on. Like they don't know if the shooter was in the bathroom. They don't know if the shooter was in the main hall. They don't They don't know where he is because they don't got eyes inside. So if they just move on action without knowledge, they have no idea what they're going to end up getting themselves into and make the situation worse. They have to assess the situation, identify the threat, create a plan to eliminate the threat while also keeping people safe. That is a huge responsibility. So they're doing their best. Like sometimes it'll take them a long time to act. And I think the best way I can explain is like when they're serving a search warrant. So let's say there's a wanted guy in a house and they're going to go hit the house in the morning to go get them. They have a briefing. They have a whole meeting. They have blueprints of the house, the layout. They need to be educated on what they're going into because if this guy is armed and they don't know what the hell to expect, someone can die. They have to be very methodical in this. So they have to create a plan. And sometimes when they go execute this plan, there could be a freaking curveball that they didn't anticipate. And guess what? Now the plan has to be reworked. But it's not simple. It can't be done fast because there is a, a team. 
That's totally understandable. You know? With with Uvaldi, there were a lot of things that they did wrong and just they made it worse. So for example, one of the students in a classroom was on the phone with a cop that was outside and the police told the student to cry for help and the kid got shot right after because the cop didn't know that the shooter was in that classroom. Another thing is that the door was open the entire time, but they were just waiting around for a key to open it because the system, the, the security system of that, that door, like you, you, it was just, it, it automatically locks during emergencies, but you can still go in and they didn't know that. I mean, there was a lot of things that went wrong and pl- like understand that we're not coming from a place of now let's attack all police yeah, yeah, yeah this is just like that acknowledgement and just like that accountability that i think that's missing but where we fail as citizens is that now we're like emotionally driven and like fuck all police no but let's hold people accountable let's let's have like productive conversations let's not be so emotionally tied to one yeah. group so th- now that now we're not having productive conversations because there was so much wrong with this one like and i completely get what you're saying we're yeah. like i mean we get exactly trained what i meant yeah well we get trained for things all the time and we're like well we're, we're there and we're like what if, uh, how, yeah. do, how do we apply what the hell is on this book or especially this think about it is a high stress situation Life you also death. have to think about that too it's a very high stress situation but it was like you an have, hour it, but you have a chain of command. This is like law enforcement usually operates as like a military reg- regime. Like it's a chain of command. Like which yeah. a person Comes like, for example, if you have deputies out on a scene, they can't just unless they ex- what is it? Um, there's uh, exigent circumstances when they respond to a call that gives them right to do a certain thing because a life is in danger. Right. So they're allowed to do that. So like if they go to a, a call and, and, you know, it's in a house and they have really no grounds to enter the house, but they hear a female scream for her life, they're allowed to break down the door because at that point someone's life is in danger. But for something like this where it's a critical incident in a school, I can imagine, I'm not saying this is, you know, set in stone, I'm not sure what their policy is, but I can, from just experience and seeing firsthand how it usually works, they can't go balls to walls because they have to go pull back because now it's a larger critical incident and now they have to assess the situation and they have to wait for the chain of command to call the shots. Yeah. So it is a whole thing. Like they're waiting to be told the game plan and the game plan is being created by people above them. Mm-hmm. And now for something like that, they can't just send deputies in there. They probably have to get a SWAT team. Guess what? Some SWAT members are probably still in their bed or maybe at a kid function they got to bring these people out so like i'm just trying to put in perspective like it's not at the drop of the hat when an incident happens they're moving parts that need to be put in position so if a swat team is needed to go clear this building guess what you need to get the swat members there and not all swat members are on shift some they're on call sometimes so all these swat members that are in their house with their families that are getting called to respond to this incident not only do they have to get ready they have to go get their equipment. They have to gear up. They have to get the tank rolling. They have to meet. They have to get briefed when the, the SWAT team just doesn't show up and like, all right, let's go. No, they have to come together. They have to be provided the blueprints of the school. They have to be provided a, a plan of attack. Like, all right, what's going to be our um, the way we enter the house? 
what method are we going to use what you know it's it's strategic do that's you, why it takes so much time do you think there is such a thing as being too st- strategic where we lose our basic human like what do you call that that's like, a good question our our human um like reaction like our our basic like uh how do you say that God, trying so to survive like, like I'm gonna tell you survival you skills need, you're so hot you like forget about this. systems forget about processes let's just go there's just one 18 year old kid comiendo mierda. we we know the doors are open we know what class it's in like before he gets to these other five other classes let's fucking go into one before he literally kills all of them in all these fucking classes like what do we do like let's just fucking forget about all those processes and go the fuck in you literally signed a paper to risk your life and you look at the fucking camera from the top of the, the sky and you look and they're all just sitting around with their big ass bellies. Not all of them. Mm-hmm. Listen, they're all fathers. Love, you know, but like they're just sitting around and it's an hour, an hour and a half. And they're spending their energy arresting parents that are trying to get their kid out. Tasing their, the parents or putting them in handcuffs. Like, I mean. I'm so afraid of us literally being falling victims of our own processes, our own systems. Like, I'm so afraid of that. Like, we are literally becoming like victims to our own shit that we created. And that's where, sorry. (laughs) No, that's, it's a good point. And I actually have an answer for that. Um, Just because you think that there is one shooter, sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes, what if there was more hidden? They don't know that. That's fine, but like, come you on. Can't, have- you can't put more people in danger. You have to know exactly what you have before you are putting a whole team in there to execute. You have to know. Because if they go in and there's more fucking shooters that they didn't even or know about, rigged. guess what? That's even worse. Because what if they didn't have all the intel and there was a freaking bomb string somewhere and the SWAT team goes and activates that the whole fucking school's going to blow and everyone around it? Why do you think they push people as far back and they're tasing and, and arresting parents to get them out of the threat? They're trying to protect them. Yes. Does it suck that their kid is in there? Of course. But their priority is to protect more people than they can. I know. But I think it just more does more I, damage. You just, that's just how we it goes. We only do with what we know. Honestly, at the end of the day, we only do with goes. what we know. You don't know. Like, and or what we you, don't know. You just don't know. And you have to be sure. Like, they're not going to act without knowing. They have to make sure. They'll send in a robot. I know, like, when we do search warrants, they send a robot sometimes first before they even deploy the SWAT team. Because if there's a freaking bomb, we'd rather have the fucking robot explode then six of our men die. There yeah, are that's, steps that's a- and procedures that have to be done. Because you know what? These guys, yeah, we signed up to risk our lives. But their fathers, brothers, sisters, moms, dads, nieces, nephews, somebody's husband, somebody's wife. Like they're doing the ultimate sacrifice to serve and do the job that a lot of people can't. So just because yeah. they signed up doesn't mean we should put them at risk either. 
Well, everyone plays a role in this society mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, we need people like you to do the the dirty work. We need people like us that just give people a motivation and a purpose to continue living. And then we need people that literally don't even care about having an opinion. They just Is work. Is that what because, we do? Huh? Is that what we do? I mean, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope. just thought we were being come mierdas this whole time. Well, I mean, yeah, sure, we're come mierdas. But and we and we need people that literally just keep all like uh, everything going the gears grinding like it just sucks because people have to understand like yes this is a huge responsibility and there are processes and procedures and policies in place that need to be followed but we are also human as well yeah like it is what it is and but i have the a training- perfect even within like you just sometimes you don't we can do things by the book and do it all and sometimes something will monkey wrench will be in it and it just all fucks it up and it's not because we were being um oblivious or careless it's just shit just fucking happens sometimes we are human so for example i i myself could have died one day i was totally put in harm's danger at the hands of my own agency and you know what it's not it could it be someone's fault yeah but they did things that they were supposed to do but sometimes shit just freaking happens where it's like damn like it slipped through that crux we're fucking human there's sometimes gonna- there's miscommunications that don't go through the line right like i was serving a search warrant in an apartment looking for a gun oh my god I for a that. shooting looking for a gun the apartment was cleared um and when apartment is clear that means that they searched it and there's nothing in there that could be a threat so there was a miscommunication somewhere where they allowed someone to stay in the apartment because I don't know if it, I don't remember the exact um, circumstances, but that communication was not relayed to everyone involved. Did they follow policy and procedure? Yeah, they cleared the house. Shit can happen. It is what it is. And I went in there in the dark, taking pictures, looking for a freaking firearm. I go in a room. I'm in this room by myself. I come out, the detective goes right in behind me, realizes um, that the quilt was bunched up in the bed, took the quilt off, and there was fucking someone underneath the quilt. I was just in that room. That guy could easily fucking put me in a chokehold, put a gun on my head, and, can ha- and kept me hostage. Yeah. Some, you Sometimes you just don't know. We are human. I just think that there's always like, you need to, we need to understand that someone's always going to die. Someone's like I had a F, what was police training or what the fuck am I talking about? Self-defense and, and, sh- and active shooting training at my job. And everything he was saying was just like, all right, just be a human sacrifice, literally, because <laughs> I'm little wood shelves. I ain't going to do nothing. Someone's always going to die and someone's always going to get hurt. Always. I think it's about like they're trying to lessen it. You have to. No, I don't think I, I just don't think that like we have I mean, not everyone, but. For the Uvalde, they didn't have a good measurement to understand when to jump in. And it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. So things like that can easily happen. I mean, that happens all the time with literally just us in the regular world, regular people just learning when to jump in. All right, when do I go? Like, all right, well, let me just overthinking. When do I go? Like, when do I go? That could happen easily with a well-trained like team. When do I when do I jump in? You know, oh, like, let's see. Not even like. They didn't even honestly try. What do you call it when you try to calm down an active shooter when you try to without any negotiate? Negotiate. No, that didn't even happen. That didn't even happen. So it's it's like. That's going to be a negotiation. Huh? 
There wasn't going to be any negotiation. I mean, I probably not. Forget it. But even just with him, this, he was on social media. He said that he killed his grandmother just a couple minutes before he went into the school. Social media is a huge part. Like they could be working with these police departments a little bit better. That goes more into my point. So like that's what I was getting a little emotional. That that's why I was like saying a whole bunch of different points. But that was kind of like what my point because like you you touched on something. I forgot exactly what you said, but you mentioned the word accountability. Mm-hmm. And that's what my biggest thing has always been. That's why I was saying is like I don't care what side of the spectrum you are politically. Like I just want accountability from the top to the bottom. Yeah. So if we know, like using like with the whole, if we know the FBI is giving information to social media and social media is giving information to the FBI about threats within our country, and then using the Uvalde example, that the Uvalde shooter um, ended up shooting the grandma, his grandma, posted it on Facebook that he did it and that he was going to go to the school and shoot up the school. And the grandma's the one that called the cops to let him know what he was doing. Mm. Then the, the security officer or a cop that was at the school saw the truck that he was driving, like, basically um, in a ditch that it crashed. And he had, like, a gun in there with him. And then he still proceeded into the school. All that stuff. And regardless of what happened in that situation that transpired... That accountability from the top to the bottom is kind of like where I'm speaking of that it is not being answered to. Like, how come nobody's answering the question of why Facebook didn't let the authorities know? How come the authorities didn't let the the FBI, uh, the authorities let the uh, just anybody else know? Because it was also prior information that he's had like mental health issues, that he's tried to get a gun before and he's gotten. Uh, denied, and then at, whenever he turned 18, he did something. I don't know how he got it, but he ended up getting a firearm. So, like, that's kind of like what you were going on in terms of, like, the accountability. That's what I was, like, trying to get on mm-hmm. before is that's my whole thing is I get exactly what you're saying, and I totally agree with what you're saying in terms of, like, the due process, make sure what you're getting into. Like, we don't want to risk more lives than what we do. Granted, I give you that. Yeah. But after the situation is done and once the dust is settled, there is a due process to figure out who's accountable and what to do with it. But I feel like, at least for me, and this goes to every situation across the board, it's not held accountable from the situation at hand all the way to the top. Because I do feel like there are situations that we don't know about that is going to happen that the FBI, the CIA, the, and uh, what's the other one starts with an N? But like they know of it before it actually becomes a threat. And like that's what I feel like that's where the accountability kind of falls. And that's where the, the distrust or the mistrust comes in law enforcement. It isn't in the local police, but it's just in the chain of command knowing that they know of threats before it happens. But they aren't held accountable whenever those threats are actually manifested. But I think you know you know why? Because I think that it gets to a point where you see civilians as just civilians like there's a huge gap between civilians and what do you call that? Like the difference. Sworn. Sworn. Well, I think to answer, well, just to throw this out there, like I, everything that I'm saying isn't like a fact. Oh yeah, no, for sure. No, your perspective is needed. It's Same way that everything that we're saying isn't an attack either. Because I'm in it. You know what I mean? And like what we're saying isn't an attack either. No, no, yeah, I know. Okay. But like, like, because I can generate some form answer to your questions from being in it and seeing it but i can't obviously can't talk about like it 
all because you know like i don't know what the hell is happening in oregon huge. i don't yeah. know yeah but <laughs> i feel like the general concepts of what i do know can be applied at those levels depending on how you see it right yeah so like for example you said that the fbi and all that get all this information right and they do know about threats before they even manifest like for example you know like i know a few people that hold that type of position and from seeing it being in it they do get tips they do get information every day they are handed cases and cases and cases and cases that they have to go investigate just because they get a tip on something doesn't mean they can go arrest somebody how do they even know the difference between an actual tip and like whatever it's just that's like- what happens so when they get any information whether it's a instagram post or someone is flagged by being maybe a part of a um a group uh like a a chat room web-based for like a, a terrorist or like a uh, terrorist group or like a race you know racism group or something like that that is all reported the most minute thing like for example like a kid making a school threat that's reported they get handed cases. With something like, with a conversation like this, like obviously just damn, like, enter, like entertain, <laughs> like just like entertain me. But like, with a conversation like this, if we were to post it and just kind of like the opinions that are being shared and all, would that be something? Just in your experience, would be something that would be flagged or at least be like, hey, just keep your eye on it. You know, they're kind of saying some something. stuff or like onto something. No, in any I don't way. think so. No, it has to be. Or is real that freedom threats. of speech actually like? respected it depends how you're doing like if you're threatening a group of people so like if someone's a part of like some type of web-based chat where their belief system is super radical and you know like for example if they're like part of a terrorist group and they're actively like you know saying things that are suspicious then that will be flagged only because of its nature like if it's something like this where you're just podcasting and just talking you know shit it's not you Joe know, Rogan would have been flagged by now. Yeah, it's not going <laughs> to mean anything. It's more of like if a kid posts something on Facebook saying how much he hates his life and now mm. he wishes he had a gun and how kids at this so-and-so school are awful and he wishes he could do something about it, that's going to be flagged. That's going gotcha. to be... And that actually has happened. Recently, actually, you know? And the the FBI gets these tips and um, they receive it as a case and they have to investigate it. They will go to the kid's house. They will go talk to family members. They will call, do phone interviews. They'll do all these interviews. They'll even do surveillance. They'll go sit to see where, where the kid is moving. Like they can't, but they can't do anything about it unless they actually have a probable cause. Of course, because that's money. That's time. It was not even that. Like they that's- can waste all the time they want. They can sit there all night. But they process, can't do anything calls. because they need probable cause. There isn't a follow-up to, to that post or that. Just saying something isn't worth getting arrested for because of freedom of speech. So like, you yeah, they have to have calls. action. They, they can sucks. sit on his house all night and make sure he doesn't leave and talk to the mom and the grandma and whatever. They, they will do their own investigation. Yeah. So yeah. they are working. They do get these threats. They do get these tips and they do work them. Mm-hmm. Now, whether, you know, if the person carries out an act before the police has actual probable cause to actually grab them that's beyond them they're trying their best but sometimes they just don't have enough like sometimes when we work homicide cases we know who the fucking killer is (laughs) 
But we can't arrest them because we have no physical evidence or no digital evidence tying them to the scene. But we, yo, Lil Soso from the block said Frankie did it. All right, well, freaking Nick over there said Frankie did it too. Yo, Tito saw Frankie shoot him in the head. Everyone's putting Frankie as a shooter. Everybody. Damn, also, Frankie, you out. But you know what? <laughs> Guess what? Police can't arrest him because that's just hearsay. They have no right. physical evidence to grab him. And you can't and put the, that public because then it's going to create chaos. And now you've got more crime on the table because now it, they're trying to get Frankie. Sometimes <laughs> this shit happens and Frankie's out living his life. They can there's put a Frankie manhunt. They, they, there's a Frankie manhunt. They find Frankie. They sit on his house waiting for him. All right, Yo, let's rip, wait until. my nigga Frankie. <laughs> Yo, let's wait until he stops. A, he runs a stop sign. Let's wait until he, you know, Dude. they're trying to get him on anything. But sometimes you got nothing and you can't do anything about it. It's so, the same. That same concept yeah. is applied to everything. You can know and have a gut feeling. But guess what? People have their rights that they bitch about. Apparently not having. Right. We put True. we put too much People power. Bitch, all my rights are taken away. Well, guess what? Because you got rights, we can't take you to jail. So what do you want? <laughs> Pick. Pick. You want us to take them away and we take you to jail because little social say you shot Frankie? Well, then let's take you to jail. Oh, no. You want your rights? Okay, well, now we got to wait until a judge approves that we can fucking arrest you. Here we are. <laughs> and you're fucked if you do. You're fucked if you don't. So it's that, true. so based off of that point right there, like, and that's kind of where, where I agree with as well, is for everything else, we preach and we say life isn't fair, like, or like life isn't black and white, that there's a lot of gray in life. And mm -hmm. this is one of the biggest examples, obviously, because we have her here and she's like able to explain it we have the inside. from the inside, exactly from a different perspective. And that's honestly what we're all about is just sharing a different perspective. It's so needed. So saying that exactly like you're sharing stuff that we didn't know because we're not on the inside. We don't share that perspective. So it's like that same kind of viewpoint that we apply to everything else, that life isn't fair and that life isn't black and white, that there is gray applies everywhere even in law enforcement just because they are uh, like they are the law doesn't mean that they're above it themselves we are just as frustrated like and i think that's why and i'm not saying you guys' opinions are wrong everyone's entitled to their opinions but like for this exact perfect example like you guys have your opinions and you have your feelings about something but you only know it from your side and from what you see in articles and news showings on the tv but when you're on the other side you have you know, you're missing information from the other side that can help you influence your opinion more. Like, for example, like, like for me, I can't say it's vice versa because I'm in it. So I can't really have your opinion because I know all the information. So my opinion is pretty, you know, one sided. Yeah. Um, just in my personal. Yeah. Yeah. For that. Obviously, I work every case. I'm biased. Um, but for that, I kind of know a little bit more. So I guess my opinion's a little bit more informed. Right. That's better. Yeah. So. Um, I feel like if people were more educated, like if the grocery bagger at Walmart knew more about like the law and how those processes are, then there wouldn't be the, the, there disconnect. wouldn't be a gap. The disconnect. There wouldn't be a gap. Right. So, so my, so my question with that to kind of continue on with that point, do you think that's more of a responsibility on us to learn that? Or do you think that's more of a responsibility on you guys as law enforcement to teach us that? It's hard because mm. that's like information that can go over your head sometimes. So I'm not really sure, honestly. I, I feel both. like more, honestly, So how I do think, we bridge that gap? I think get rid of fucking middleman. The middleman, which is the news and social media. Oh, Period. now you're speaking our language. Period. 
That's so it. For and example, that's crazy. With nurse, okay, so we shared that same exact opinion, but, but from it's just different, different sides. Yeah. You know how frustrating it is for someone on our side. You know how much sleep we lose, how much um, time we lose with our family. Sometimes we don't even freaking eat. Like kudos to my detectives. Like honestly, as annoying as they can be, sometimes they are the hardest working people that I've ever. Ex- worked with an experience and actually saw because they if a homicide happens they don't get they don't go home for 36 hours plus they don't touch a bed they don't see their kids at night they are up freaking dr- writing all the case information doing hours interviews going checking up on surveillance on how like they are working themselves to the ground to freaking catch this killer and guess what sometimes their hands are tied and they're at a stu- at a point where they can't do anything else because they don't have enough to catch them. Like I like explained earlier. So with that information, you know how much f- how frustrating it is to do all this work and know what we need to do, and and just mm, it just gets so frustrating that like we just can't do anything because our hands are tied because of the freaking law. I think the answer is into not just seeing civilians as civilians and not seeing just experts as experts. Like, let's not just stop at the labels and let's come to like an agreement where we're all human. So, for example, with the healthcare system, the healthcare system is literally full of lies, has been forever. 100%. Full of fucking lies. But people aren't out here hating nurses. Well, I mean, I hate a lot of doctors, but (laughs) I'm kidding. But like, I really do. The big pharma. But big. no one goes and curses out the doctor and the nurse at the hospital. Oh, no. Well, no, because we're not there she yet. She does. I mean, well, I yeah, do. But <laughs> I would. I would. That's a different breed. But, like, you got doctors literally, you know, slowly killing people. And that's such a, like, vague statement. But it, obviously, I could break it down. No, it's true. But literally, if you, you know, prescribe something and you do it over and over again without really digging deep and giving other advice seeking like different ways to get to advise these people on how to take care of themselves with literally just food but you can't do that because that doesn't make money it goes back to police department everything has to give bring like keep the money coming around like everything is ran ran run by money and there's going to be aspects that are true to every department education law enforcement healthcare. There's going to be aspects that are true and honest, and there's things that are going to be just the only motive is money. Like there's always going to be bad apples in the right. Show. Always, but there's it's always going to be. Thank you. Dan. I, I think it's. <laughs> I think it's. We're, but I think that we're. It's more than bad apples. I think it's just something that's embedded and it's been embedded in the system for years. But I think we're undoing it like little by little. So, for example, with healthcare, you got doctors and nurses that are trying to still be relevant. We need them. We need them for like the you know the most extreme if there's a zombie apocalypse no like yo i want to blow your mind real quick can i interrupt you go ahead i think people get the point (laughs) go ahead you know we say it enough yeah you know what's crazy have you ever heard about medical professionals that are called angels of death yes i have heard of that but i i haven't dug deep into it so please elaborate sip that water these are individuals who, Give me your drink, waters. If you're not gonna drink it, okay, hold on. my stomach is wrecked. I'm still hurting. <laughs> um, so angels of death are medical professionals who joined the field for a sense of control. 
And what they do is they take their profession's opportunity to play Grim Reaper. They want control over people's lives. So there are medical professionals who become this or are this, and then they join the profession to do this. Play God. Yep, they play God. That's their desire, and they will literally purposely alter treatment to a patient to cause them to die. Um, I'm scared. <laughs> I knew about that. There's, yep. there's like I learned there's... about it in a case study. Really? Wow. Yep. That's how they know about these. Actually, it was a class that I took in college, and it was a criminal. What was it? Oh, it was a serial killer class. So we did case studies about all these different. Um, An angel of death serial killer. Yeah, <laughs> imagine. That's oh, what they're called. Fucker. So that's what they're called, the angel of death. Yeah. I knew about it from like TV shows and movies. I didn't know. Oh, like, it exists. Like we did, um, we did a whole bunch of studies because we that class dived into case study and kind of trying to understand the psyche of the person. And they, there was a chapter where they just talked about different categories. And one of them was the medical field. And I was shocked to read that. And there was case study supporting the ideology of it. Wow. But no one's going in the hospitals, fucking flicking off all the nurses who are trying to kill people. Well, they still need them to live. I hate it here. I, I mean, America's, I hate it. I hate it here, too. too much sometimes. What do you think is after this? How has your belief system changed just being in this I'm field? just mad. I'm just like, yo, like y'all picking and choosing. Like, y'all well, picking no, and but choosing. like you, how has your belief system changed? I'm definitely more understanding. More understanding of like is who ironic. God is? No, I think I think more it's ironic in the sense that I become desensitized, but I'm more understanding. Oxymoron. But that's my reality. I agree. Because I mean, I believe it. I, but I also think because I'm desensitized, I don't have much emotion to fight on. So I'm more understanding in my intellect and my thoughts because like this whole conversation, I'm able to engage because I'm like, well, I get what you're saying. But really, on the backside, this is how it is on our side of the fence. And this is why it's portrayed a certain way and why the public thinks this and that and why we're withholding Cause like, for example, this is a good example. Why isn't there any body cam? Well, guess what? Now the deputy is. was running and freaking probably bumped something. And now his cam turned off. It wasn't intentional. It was an accident. I mean, those people are just looking for something. Or I know like when our deputies run code three, like when they're running their car lights and sirens, automatically their dash cam should turn on. Mm-hmm. sometimes their cam does not connect to their chest piece. And now like you're their chest piece isn't on, but their, their car is, well, this is why I it's say a, it's just, it's, it's just, we're going to be victims of our own demise. We're creating the monster that human. we're literally arguing and fighting. Sometimes about. it's not because they're trying to hide something. It's just because a fucking accident happened. They don't fucking got it. What do you want? You I mean, know? there's always that, and there's always the actual evil doing. There's always both. But if we're so busy with getting into groups to attack another, oh, we're God, never going to we just talk. all just take a fucking chill pill? Right. Right. So because then that, then we'll be able to actually weed out the evil and, 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 and enforce or at least uphold the, the good. Like, actually be able to see it. You know what's a perfect example, too? Court. 
And I am like, I can literally talk about this. Like, well, the justice system this sucks. Is it. Well, on this side, though. So if I work a case and it goes to court, the defense attorney is who? Defending the suspect or the one being accused, right? The DA. Yeah. Their job is to make me look incompetent, biased. Oh, yeah, yeah, corrupt. yeah. Corrupt. They will tear me apart on the stand. To make me look these things. They will nitpick everything to try to find a mistake. It's their job. It's their job. And guess what? The jury is composed of normal, normal everyday people. citizens. Mm-hmm. So you see how they can be easily. And that's what the court game is. We need each is. other. That's what the court game is. Ping pong. The state attorney trying to convince the jury of what actually happened. And the defense attorney ping ponging it back. Trying to create this alternate reality of why it isn't this or why it is that. You know what I'm saying? But do so, you, I'm sorry. Keep going. Go ahead. No, no, go. No, I was going to say, but do you agree that there are times, though, that the defense is right? Or do you think every single time that there's a defense, they're always guilty? Maybe in her it experience, depends. they have been. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. Very, so it, yeah, it okay. depends. It depends on how they're swinging the story. I mean, look at Casey Anthony. But you, you oh, would agree, though, that it, it could go like <laughs> like you would agree that it could go on the side of the defense because. Oh, not because a person's innocent, but maybe because. They weren't proven they guilty. They were able. They were able Ooh. to fudge something that doesn't work in their favor. For example, I have a perfect scenario. Um, okay, perfect scenario. A sex crime occurs. Okay, a DNA. Um, it, it's between a male and a female. Female being the victim, the male being the suspect. Um, the male rapes her. Okay. Their penetration is involved. And a sample from his penis is collected to see if there's the victim's DNA on it, possible DNA. Okay. It gets sent to the lab. It tests positive for the victim's DNA to be on the suspect's penis. What? How the fuck is that? Okay, keep that in mind. Okay. That is pure Evidence. And there's still a fucking case. There's pure evidence. That is the most. Here you go. This is all you need. And all that's taxed. It goes to court. The defense argument is that the reason why the victim's DNA is on the suspect's penis is because she threw up on his lap and the throw up seeped through his (laughs) pants and was on his penis. And I kid you not, I can't make this shit fucking up. (laughs) Guess what the verdict was? Not guilty. Thank you. <laughs> fucking hate it here. But to play devil's advocate, like that should be and, the title. And this is the 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 fucked up part of the of the course is that the whole purpose is to prove that the person that is like you have to prove that unreasonable doubt. Yeah. It's like that's. I the mean, way- I don't see what doubt there is. I mean, hello. Here oh we yeah, are. no. Well, so that was clear. Do you agree that was that clear. I'm so just talking about like in, in yeah, total. Yeah. Like that's where the fucked up is. It's just like it's already in favor of the defense. There's so many parts of the justice system. That's a waste of tax <laughs> Like the way that it's set up because it has to be unreasonable doubt. Unreasonable so doubt. It's, so it's like but the way that it's set up. enough. Usually. You know what I mean? But Unless for the most the defense part. is really good. Yeah. Where they're twist. So you see how like yeah. a rape incident turn into a she was super drunk and she vomited on my lap. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I don't know. The next question is, the vomit even have 
safety. Well, I mean, I guess if it's saliva, saliva, your DNA is in your saliva. Sometimes even blood. Vomit should have contaminated, which overpowered that. You know what? I'm not going to get into it. That's Ew. a lot of science, and people are going to go. So, <laughs> but you see how the defense had altered the information to create another story. It could That's be easily what's happening. done. That's what Every the media time. does. So, yeah. It's alter. The story is always being changed. We know what the truth is. We have evidence saying so. But it's all about what? Perspective. But don't you sometimes need Bam. a story to for the evidence to make sense? Yeah. Circumstantial evidence. Circumstantial evidence. We had, and I didn't go into the story about the case because I didn't want to give too much, but... The story, he raped her. That all of But how do you know the penis went into the vagina? Because it was pet. The victim said there was penetration. And there's so when they're victims of sexual assault cases, they get taken to a special clinic and they have a exam done there. Mm -hmm. So that kit gets analyzed at the lab. Along with other items of evidence. And that was one of them. This is just a waste of tax dollars. No, it's not. Because that... No, like there's a case. There shouldn't be. It's just evidence. Boom. Done. Due process. We got rights. We got rights, but all... But there's sometimes, like, for example, this guy... What was this? The last... The last... Come mierda este? The one that killed... Or no, no. Did he kill his entire family? Is that the one that just... Hmm. That, I mean, like, come on. Even the lawyers were like, this guy... Just shit the fuck down and shut up. <laughs> like, this is, this is a waste of tax dollars. I get that the whole rights thing needs to be practiced. And, and usually it's one of those situations like, what you want? You want your rights or you don't want That's them? That's what I'm saying. This isn't socialism. And this isn't a monarchy. You can't this pick isn't and totalitarianism. Choose. Like, it's just, yeah. that's that's what it is. That's what the right is. Yeah, but we have to prove it. And sometimes there is evidence to prove it. And sometimes just the story is told in a different way and... The jury wants to believe whatever they want to believe. But your but, belief in God, has that changed with all this? Or good that's and evil? A tough one. That could be another conversation for another day. That's but like, really if you can tough. summarize. I feel like. And then we'll. Oh, man, that is really tough because I try not to correlate like the, whole, the two. That's a whole another like deep convo. Well, like it's a good into. question because for something like I do sometimes I can't correlate the two because I drive myself crazy mm-hmm. but sometimes I do all think, of us like I just don't understand how things like this can happen I don't but is at it? the same time your faith is like God has a larger plan right sometimes it carries you through it's crazy it's crazy out here I don't know what is this what is it I don't like it yeah we don't know we just gotta go through it get through it and try to we be- want rice we don't want rice Believe in God. We don't believe in God. We turn. We have emotions. We don't have emotions. Like damn, I don't even know. We spend so much time of our life trying to figure it out than just enjoying it. Right. But I think that's a great point right there to leave it on, and we'll continue it uh, for another convo for another day. <laughs> no, it, it was. I forgot we were even doing this. Hey, <laughs> you see? That's a good sign. That's really good, and it was. I was honestly thinking the whole time I was like, this is probably our best episode yet. So thank you. We'll we'll do another one if you want. We'll continue the conversation. Oh my god! You're welcome back anytime, Selena. You mean you're welcome back to my? (laughs) (laughs) Well, next time we do it, then you'll come on our show. Thanks for coming. (laughs) But thank you once again, Selena, for tuning in, Uh, baby. Want to wrap us off? Oh yeah, sorry. Thank you, Selena, for coming and being a part of the show, or for us coming to be a part of her show. 
Babe, you want to wrap it up? Oh, I the tags. The energy, but yeah. Um, everything will be in the description. All the Instagrams, including Miss Selena's. Don't you don't want it? I don't think so. Girl, you didn't say anything bad. Uh, she's, we're going to put it Just on Just wait, anyways. I have to do a disclaimer. You have to add a disclaimer in this. Like, What's a disclaimer? Oh, don't worry. There will be all this, of it. My thoughts, opinions, and everything that was said is not agency affiliated. There you go. Um, we'll write it out. It's solely and purely uh, my personal thoughts. They're not related to any agency. And every uh, everything that was said about cases, those are closed cases and information on those cases will never be released and aka um, you're a fucking citizen too bitch all right anyway so make sure to follow us rate review (laughs) write out a review that will help a lot subscribe if you haven't already follow us on all about perspective podcast on instagram and it's the dannys with selena signing off wishing y'all much love great health stay blessed Peace. peace bitch this is the best podcast